All right, everybody. Welcome to that strange part of the internet again. <laughs> it's okay, though. You're here with us, and you're safe. My name is Chris. This is Alex. This is Gus. This is the Death Taco Podcast. As you can see from the title, today we're here to talk about a 2001 horror film called 13 Ghosts. Now, this was both of your guys' first time seeing it, correct? It was my first time seeing it, but I didn't realize that the concept of the movie I've seen and used and borrowed in a lot of different ways. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, that's your typical, you know, you see an episode of, oh, Blank died, left you this inheritance. You got to stay there one night type of movie thing. It's very cliche at this it's, point. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's been done a lot of different ways. Yeah, it's my first time watching it. Uh, okay, okay. So, I do have thoughts on this movie, but first, I want to acknowledge that we're live on Twitch and YouTube, so if you guys are watching on either of those platforms, make sure to like, follow, subscribe, you know the fucking deal. Um, and also, first, I want to get these shots out of the way before they get dust in them or some shit. So, <laughs> Alex, in here? let's do it. No, should, no should salute. You up. Uh, Patreon, okay, Chris. leave me hanging then. Oh. Death taco, death taco, huh? That's so good. <laughs> Alex is over here, man. Coughing. Okay. Very good. So, this was your first uh, time seeing the movie. I actually saw the motherfucker in the movie theaters at the age of nine. 2001? Yes. Oh, wow. shit. So, this movie left, like, an impression with me. This is one of those films that, like, sticks with you as a kid that I avoided for a long fucking time. When you say that, you watch the original or the remake? The, or the, the reboot, I guess. The you'd reboot. Call it a reboot. Yeah. Okay. And um, like, my dad took me clearly before I was ready because <laughs> the motherfucker <laughs> stuck with me. You know, like there should have yeah. been a conversation that when something like, no, she wasn't ready. <laughs> you know, along those lines, because I just uh, I remember a lot of the imagery stuck with me. A lot of the, in particular, ghosts. Mm. Still kind of fucked me up to this day. Really? Yes. What? Which ones in particular? I don't know why it's the fat dude, the guy in the diaper. Like every time I turned a corner in our house, I was like, "This dude's gonna be just posted." Yeah. Fucking in a diaper, bro. Hosted, host. Oh, that's your boy. Yeah, my boy Chapato son, man. There you go. Shout out Calvin. Thank you for the host once again, bro. So you say you watched the movie at the age of nine, and it stuck with you. Because of that particular ghost. Yes. And because of the house that was, quote unquote, spooky, I guess. But after you, like, it's a glass house, you're like, what the hell? Pretty much. And what's weird, right, is I've clearly seen movies significantly more scary than that since, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And the shit goes in, out. Right, no right, fucking right. issue. But that one, I think, because I saw it at such a specific time that when I see them now still, they still kick up those feelings that I had as a fucking kid. I honestly, when I was watching it, I was like, how is, how is this movie scary? Right. It, like, to me, the whole time, it, it felt like I was more of like a going to like a cheap, like haunted house. Not, not a haunted house. It just seemed like it was really predictable. I mean, that's a scary, scary movie, though. Yeah, I guess that's true. And then the writing on it didn't help it. Like, the writing, it seemed like they got a C-team cast, and they were like, what would I say? Nah, I wouldn't say that. I'm going to say Shout this. Shout out to my homie Shaggy, who carried the whole movie. 
Is it Matthew Lillard, I think? Yeah. I don't know. The guy from Monk, the show Monk, is yeah. the main character. They got that girl from uh, Scary Movie and Scream in there. They got Rod Digga in there. There's a rapper. And then who else was in there? Just a random cast for the ghost. The guy really. that played Shaggy. Was it? Oh, and Scooby Doo. Oh, that right. That, that yeah. was the, the, the psychic guy. Yeah, that's why I was like, shout out to my boy who carried the movie. Everyone else kind of. I don't know about carry the movie. I mean, no one else tried. He was right. the only one that did. Before we go any deeper, do you guys feel like you can summarize this movie briefly? I could. Go for it. This movie is your cliche horror movie where so-and-so's uh, relative died, left them an inheritance. They have to spend a night at the house or they have to be in the house some way, somehow, you know, the plot moves around. And they survive the house while blank thing paranormal activity is trying to, to hurt them. Mm-hmm. And then once they leave the house, they want nothing to do with it. It's pretty much, you know, what I was thinking about. Like there was moments of that movie where The Shining was copied exactly. You got an example? Yes, when the little boy was walking, and you could you saw the ghost just and on the bike school, the little kid ghost just go by, and mm-hmm. then you heard the voices down the stairs. I mean, stuff like that. And then like, um, what was the other one where the. Uh, well, I guess that wasn't The Shining. It was other different movies. But I feel like that movie was the original, and they're like, let's just tweak it. But they didn't tweak it in a better way. They Or redid it and pay homage to it. They just were like, well, this was a pretty cool part in this movie. Let's just try to sneak it in there. I feel like this is very cliche, either Haunted House or a, or a horror video game. Because for some reason, the last <clears throat> five minutes of the movie, I was like, it felt like it was a video game. Like the, like the ending felt like a cutscene of like a... All right, we we finished the game already, mm-hmm. and I was like the whole time I was like this is a very cheap like haunted house esque feeling also. So I got basically to summarize it, I would say it's just cheap either cheap haunted house or like a horror video game that's like pretty bad made. Yeah, um, so pretty much you guys hit all the main like points, the tropey things that this movie mm-hmm. does, right? But to understand that, you have to kind of understand the time the movie was made and the where horror movies were at at that particular moment. Oh, oh man, that was the time of Screen and Blair Witch. Uh, yes, that's those were the good ones. This was the you know the B movies coming out at that time, but we didn't know, know there were B movies. They had some pretty high caliber actors for that time. True. So I wouldn't call it a B movie. Now looking back at it, you're like, yeah, that fucking sucked. Any movie that's getting like replayed on Sci-Fi Channel constantly, I think constitutes as a B movie. I think Sci-Fi isn't exactly playing bangers. Yeah, yeah but Sci-Fi is also not your biggest budget like TV chain station. Well, but uh, exclusively to horror movies, it's like Chiller, Sci-Fi, oh, AMC, yeah, okay. like Fright Night movies. Yeah. That's yeah, where yeah, th- yeah. those are exclusively like horror movie. They'll play like channels. H2O in space type of shit. You're like. I forgot they even made that. Yes. Yeah. And so, the history of this movie. This is a remake of a movie from 60s or 50s. Can't think of a number off the top of my head. 60s. Yeah. 60s. And uh, it was directed by a guy named, I think, William Castle. Yep. And um, William Castle made a string of fucking horror movies in yeah. the 50s, 60s, I think even the 70s. And so, this company that you've probably heard of, you just don't think about, called uh, Dark Castle... They're the production company that started in the late 90s. And the reason they're even called Dark Castle is an homage to this dude, William Castle. Mm-hmm. 
So they had sought out initially to kind of just make, remake as many of his movies as they could. So in doing that, they made House on Haunted Hill. Mm. They made 13 Ghosts. Ghost Ship. I'm not sure if Ghost Ship is. Ghost, Ghost Ship I Ship saw. Is. i actually seen that movie. Right. Ghost Ship was after this movie. Ghost Ship's got one of my favorite intros of all time. Mm. But what I was getting to is all those movies from this particular production company have a very unique aesthetic. And the aesthetic is what you guys saw, actually, where it's like CG is kind of in its infantile stages. Or maybe not infantile stages, but it's at the, when the people yeah. felt the most confident using it, right? Yeah. When they didn't necessarily was. know. I guess because it was cheaper back then. Right. They didn't know. They, they were more interested in kind of going like, look what we can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So everything is like really out there. They're not understanding that you need like lighting to hide the imperfections of the CG and shit. Yeah. They're just kind of more like, look what we can do with the computer. Blah, blah, well, that's blah. how I felt when you when they stepped into the the basement of or whatever room it was with the spinning thing. I was like, they're really liking this. Mm-hmm. And like that, like I said, it's just pretty much a flex. A big yeah. flex of like this is what we can do now. Look, you've never seen ghosts like this. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's the most generic story is because these dudes were just out to remake these ghost films. And at that time, you know, I'm sure we didn't have the standards we have for the technology nowadays. No, because back in 2001, you had like Men in Black. You had Rush Hour. I think Rush Hour came out in the 2000s. You had Scream, Blair Witch. So even then, like Internet and, t- and computers were very, very new compared to what we have now. Mm-hmm. So even then, what well, was 2001? What 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 we were people were playing like N sixty four at that time. So this people saw this and they were like, Oh my god. Yeah, this was the future. Yeah. But no, so like that's just kind of like I don't know, I feel like that's something you need to kind of understand this movie, the lens you gotta kind mm-hmm. of view it through, right? Yeah, it's like a see in a time capsule. Alright, but also I wanted to move on to have you guys seen you guys seen the trailer for the old thirteen ghost movie? I didn't no. see the trailer. Okay, so I wanted to share this with you guys, because I watched it just because out of curiosity. I was like, I wonder what the fuck this was even like. How did they even have a trailer from 1960? Fuck if I know, dude. <laughs> YouTube, bro. Yeah, I guess. Time travelers and shit, you know? I saw a little glimpse of like what it looked like, the movie, but that, that was all I saw. Well, the original movie is different, because in the original movie, that guy's uncle or something passes away, but he has to spend the night in the house to get the money or something like that. So there's an incentive to be there. The incentive in this movie was the guy's kids. You might be talking about House on Haunted Hill, bro. Am I? Unless that's the exact same fucking, uh, fucking plot. That's what House on Haunted Hill was, I think. No, I think it was this one. Because I remember... I remember they both got identical fucking plots. Watch Dude, after the horror movies, like, it's, it, they copy from each other so much. It's, let me take your idea, but either make it worse or better. Basically. Well, let me, go, let me freestyle over your beat, but suck at it. Look, I know this is a podcast, but listen, just the audio of this fucking trailer should do something for my audio listeners exclusively. Listen to William Castle, whom the Saturday Evening Post calls the master of movie horror. Do you believe in ghosts? I do. And you will, too, when you come to this theater and see my picture, 13 Ghosts. Uh, No more dictation today. When you see 13 ghosts, you'll be given a supernatural viewer like this, which will enable you to penetrate for the first time into the spirit world. 
let you see all 13 of our weird, wonderful, and wildly assorted ghosts. The only ghosts. way you can see his ghosts is with those now, glasses. Brace like, yourself. Recognize that trope. As we take you across yeah, the threshold of our haunted mansion, where there's a ghost for everyone in the family. Father, mother, sister, brother. <laughs> You'll be scared stiff too when you see what they see. Thirteen ghosts materializing in ectoplasmic color through the magic of illusion. The ghost view. My bad guy. The ghost of a lion in the basement. There was a ghost lion. The ghost of a murderous cook in the kitchen. Milkman. Oh, evil bastard. Cereal. The ghost who speaks through the lips of the living. Tonight, it makes him suck a dick. Two, one of you. Ah! The evil ghost in the bedroom fighting to take possession of this beautiful girl. You'll feel all the thrills and chills of seeing one ghost multiplied by the magic number thirteen. Wait, one ghost multiplied by the magic number thirteen? Yeah. What? <laughs> Math kids. So, so that that was what inspired this whole fucking movie somehow. I was like, I saw the a review of the Thirteen Ghosts, the the remake, and they mentioned that one, and that one was supposed to just be like a three D movie, basically. And their their thing was like, uh, wear the three D glasses if you're brave enough to watch this movie type thing uh-huh. to get people like to like watch it, I guess. I like how they uh, brought that back, though, for this one, right? Yeah. Now when they're, like, those cheesy-ass fucking 3D glasses, and now they're, like... I think they're pretty much just working glasses with, like, a light on them. Was it moving 3D when it came out? No. No. no? Okay. It, it would, you would have seen, like, um, whenever you see a 3D movie, like, it goes out of its way to show you the 3D. That it was. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's what I was asking him. I don't... I guess I was like, was it when it came out or no? No, I don't think so. Um, at least Netflix didn't say it was 3D. So this dude asked an important question I meant to start the podcast off with, but I forgot. Do you guys believe in ghosts? No. Not really. So a hard no. Hard no. Never experienced anything, so it can't be like, oh, yeah. Right. I, I sit on the fence. I'm yeah. not like a hardcore, like, everything spiritual, you know? But at yeah. the same time, I'm also not so fast to not believe there are there is shit out there that I don't understand. No, that's perfectly understandable. Like, you, just because you're not exposed to everything doesn't mean you don't. Like, nope, doesn't exist. Like, you never, if you never ate a, a certain, like, dragon fruit, you're like, I don't believe in dragon fruit. Just because you never had it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. What the fuck does dragon fruit taste like? Pretty sweet. You've had it? Yeah, yeah. Why do they call it dragon fruit? I don't know. I didn't name it. <laughs> but it looks like a star, sort of. That's pretty, pretty legit. The guy that fucking named it was like, you know what would be a cool name for this fruit? Yeah, dragon Dragon fruit. Well, you know what? I had the same thing with people with tamarind. Because in America, people don't really use tamarind. So I'm like, hey, do you know what tamarind is? They're like, no. But you ask any Hispanic person, they're like, oh, yeah, tamarindo. Mexican candy. Yeah, son. but just, you know, some people just don't know about it. Like, maybe there's things that we, because we lived in Kansas City our whole lives, that we haven't been exposed to. Hmm. I mean, that's fair. If you don't really know about it, you're not sure, you're not on the fence of it, on it. Yeah. Yeah. And also, another follow-up question. So, if somebody were to tell you, right, I have these glasses, 100%, it's a real thing. If you put these on, you will see spirits. Would you guys have any inclination to put them on? 
Absolutely. I'd be like, let me preview that this bullshit. <laughs> but what if it wasn't? Uh, I mean, if it wasn't, then you're, I mean, obviously you just became a billionaire. True. Like, you just got the world's break groundbreaking idea there. You would instantly just steal it and monetize it. <laughs> oh, dude, you'd be, you, you would be, you would be this century's most iconic person. Bro, so you'd be like, have you seen Gremlins? Yeah. You'd be like the white dude walking into the Asian shop when the Asian dude's like, all right. Not even that. You would don't be. Don't feed it water. Don't spill water on it. Don't feed it after midnight. No, nah, you, like, you would be. This. You would be the guy from Jurassic Park that got the concept and the idea to build the park and actually had it work out. You would be almost that level. That guy had like nine people killed. You'd probably go for more. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, look, the more money we make, the more people we can kill. Yeah. Because then think about it like this. You just opened up Pandora's box. If you just proved ghosts are real, you could go off and, and venture and and build on that and prove other things. You wouldn't be like these phony ghost hunters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Little tours and stuff. I'm too paranoid, dude. I'm too much of a pessimist. I'm like, this is going to go as far wrong as it could possibly go. And it may. But you know what? You know what, Chris? When we get the budget, we're gonna we're gonna do one of these in the haunted house. Like there was this movie called VHS. Have you guys seen it? Yeah, yeah. VHS two though. No, I haven't seen two. I I was done at one. It's like hostile. I saw one, and I was like, I'll give two a shot. At, after two, I was like, God damn it, three. Like how many times? How many? It's like that SpongeBob meme. How many times do I have to teach you this lesson, old man? <laughs> right. Well, no, nah, but in that one, there's a segment where um a guy gets like a medical implant because he had a. He was blind in one eye or some shit, so they swapped it out with another guy's eye. Yeah. And uh, for some reason, as soon as he got that dude's eye, he could see fucking ghosts. Now, you know what's kind of crazy about that? There's been reports where if, say that you had a, a organ transplant, right, of somebody who passed away in an accident or whatever, there's been reports, I don't know if they're true, but there's been enough of them, where say that the person that passed away had a certain trait. You had never had any interest in that said trait. But you particularly, after you got the, the, the transplant, you started to have those cravings or those, those desires. And that's, that's, so those are some things that have, that have been talked about in the medical community. Imagine if you got like a gay dude's liver. Yeah, and then all of a sudden you're just sucking dick now. <laughs> you're like, that was, the, that was it. That was all I needed. <laughs> like, why? It's not my fault. It was this other it's fucking. It's goddamn liver. This is this other queer. I can't bro. help myself. I think you're just blaming other people for your desires at that point. <laughs> Don't judge me. It's not my fault. <laughs> I wasn't like this before I had this liver. <laughs> but you know what this movie did remind me of at times? Fucking yeah. Ghostbusters. Uh, Yeah, I could see that. It was like Ghostbusters, The Shining. Uh, just like a lot of movies just put together. Like these guys were like, okay, we saw what he did. Um... Let's give the ghosts names and personalities, even though we're not going to really use it. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they name-dropped Charles Manson. Didn't even bother with it. I heard that the movie, like, the DVD release had, uh, like, a backstory for all the ghosts. Which is fine, but that doesn't matter. I know, but it's like, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I when I was watching the review, they hit a DVD release had, like, a really in-detailed, like, section for all the ghost backstories that was, like, they didn't end up using in the movie because they didn't have time to put them in the movie they spent too much of that movie setting up the plot they spent way the an hour of the movie had gone by they were barely getting into the house That's and then true. all of a sudden it became this prison movie where over time it was like you know you remember re, you remember wrestling when they used to do like all, every five minutes a guy would come in 
Yeah, the Royal Rumble. Yeah, they would do. Is that's what it felt like. The Royal Rumble of goats. Every <laughs> it fi- was the uh, the elimination chamber. Bro, yeah, it was the you elimination. Could see them in the fucking chamber. Yeah, it was literally that. <laughs> and bro. like they each got like thirty seconds of doing yeah. something, and then they're bro, like, "All right, be- next, burn." You know, they should do that. That'd be pretty cool. They did do that. It's called this movie. <laughs> do a ghost elimination chamber movie. Yeah, that's John Cena. It's pretty much what this was. <laughs> like, if you think about it, like when you step back and you like rep- up, up, think about this movie. And you break it down, you're like, oh, I remember this from this movie. Oh, this was this. Well, I don't like th- like the, the the writing in this movie was horrific. Like the guy, the guy who had tunnel vision. The main character, the main character had tunnel vision. It's like, and then, I don't believe in and that. Then, shit. No, no, no. Hold on, think about it like this. Another part that got me is I finished the movie today in the morning. I watched a little bit of it yesterday, but I fell asleep. Oh, I watched that the, a lot the lot. lady who who um for hold on, let me let me back it up a little bit. The guy dies in the first scene of the movie. The uh, Cyrus, whatever his name yeah, was. That's the name. All right, he dies in the first scene of the movie. Randomly appears in the middle of the movie, and he's like, "Oh, hey, what's going on?" The girl that just blatant, like, just pops out of nowhere, and is like, "Oh, I'm gonna help everybody." Nobody's like, "Where did this shit come from?" They, the guy literally asks her, "Where did you come from?" Ignores him. Everybody's just like, "Ah, she's cool, bro. She's part of the crew now." Mm-hmm. And Don't then all of a sudden, the, the the lady see the uh, raw digger sees the the guy, and she's like looking through the glasses. And the other chick comes up and hits her, and then you're like, bamboozled. And now they got this whole little plot going on after that. It's like a it like they wanted to do Inception, but they fucking didn't know which way to go. Pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Alex. I'll keep my thoughts to myself. No, go ahead. Oh, anyways, Chris, go on. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I mean, you guys are right. Like, on all those points, it's fucking... They didn't know... Oh, Chris, wait. Before you say that, let me host you on Twitch. Go for it, bro. Yeah. This man didn't think about this. I did, not, I did not think about this. Like 20 minutes that we're already in this. Dude, for real. Like an hour in. Anyways, go on, Chris. I don't know. I just... I didn't like the main character. For me, that kind of takes me out of it right away. And I like the dude, uh, Tony Shalhoub, right? I like him in, when he's a side character. I feel like he plays a good... Uh, he played comedic relief in everything I've seen him in. Kind of takes me out of it right away. And I like... Wow. Wow. Because he was one of uh, the villains in Spy Kids, right? Their first one? Uh-huh. He was in Galaxy Quest. He played one of the uh, the engineers, some shit. Dude was hilarious in all the shit I saw. But, um... Seeing him in this just... Seeing him in this took me out of it. I was, uh... I think... Maybe... I'm wrong in this, but I feel like if him and, uh... Matthew Lillard had switched roles, and Shaggy was the main dude. I might have connected slightly better. That's what I was like. I feel like Shaggy. Like when he died, I actually felt that moment. You know, the self sacrifice. Mm-hmm. That's what I was like. Because when, like, watching this movie, like I felt like Shaggy was the one that carried this movie because he was the only one that was actually like trying to like you know do something with it. Everyone else was kind of like just giving like a mediocre like. We're actors, so we don't have to try that hard. Or we're not getting paid enough or whatever. And Shaggy was, like, the one that was actually carrying it. And I was like, he should have been the main character, if anything. Because, like, the whole time, like, the the main the main guy, it's like, he's like, dude, there's ghosts here. He's like, what are you talking about? There's no ghosts. I don't believe in ghosts. And it's like, takes out takes out the whole, like, nah, this is fake. This isn't real. Like, dude, you're supposed to, like, get me invested in this shit. Like, oh, shit, there's ghosts. Like, you know, not like, nah, and that's it. Yeah, he was he was literally just a trope. He was the stubborn father. Yeah. 
That, that was his entire character. The stubborn dad. Yeah. The entire fucking movie. And just like any moment you had like in, some interest in the movie, he'd come out <clears> and be like, I'm take that interest away from you. Like think of the way they built his character. No, 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 no. I'm broke. Like he kind of had the Batman origin story, right? No, he had broke. this tragedy at the start. But instead of fighting crime, he was just terrible with money and went in fucking horrible debt. Other than that, the exact same origin story. He's like, nah, I'm broke. Nah, there's no ghost. You know what, nah. though? This movie also had some fucking horrible plot armor. With the wife being a ghost? Like, what are the fucking odds? Plot twister. Well, that comes into what Alex was talking about. Yeah. How there was this crazy lore and fucking backstory that the movie developed. But never fucking used. Which probably would have helped this movie a lot, honestly. I if- mean, yeah. The only thing that I could think of of the wife was the, the Cyrus character knew and had this this plan will work without a fucking fail. That he had to get his his somehow she died uh, wife. That that would be incentive to have him in the house for some whatever reason. That's mm-hmm. the only way that I can rationalize that woman being a part of the crew. No, because he they didn't know that she was like captured because they didn't know anything about anything about the house. Yeah, but what I'm saying though is like the guy that ran that made the house, he would have had to have the pre thought of I need this backup plan because nothing else is gonna work. Like he like that's that like the ghosts pretty much at that point are interchangeable. This man had the money; he knew what he was doing. Yeah, definitely took some money. This man plot. And then th- there's a lot of things that went unexplained or like you were just like, what the hell? Like the, the, the spells, the wording on the walls that they were like, oh, well, that, that can't get past that. You know, and there's like there's a lot of missed opportunities there in this. Film. That is true. They had a lot of things going for it that if they expanded on it, it would have been a lot better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like I said, I think that rather than focus on story and lore and shit, which would have progressed some type of attachment to this movie. They kind of reneged on all that and just kind of said, "Fuck it, visual effects." Watch yeah. the watch the house maneuver, guys. Yeah, watch yeah, the ghosts yeah. flash in and out. There's a lot of things wrong with this movie. The things that I didn't like about this movie was first and foremost, I didn't like the writing. I didn't like the time usage of the movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that they took advantage of things that they had going for it, and it focused on like just beating a dead horse most of the time. Um, I didn't like the plot twist. Like in a horror movie, you're in a horror movie you're supposed to have the person who's watching it imagination go wild. You're not supposed to be like, There he is. You see him? He's spooky, right? There he is. There he is. There he is. Look at him. Look how he killed that guy. But isn't that spooky? You know, you don't wanna that's why paranormal activity does so well. Because until they showed the monster, your mind had to tell yourself what this is. Mm -hmm. You know, you had to fill in the blanks. That is a much better way to do horror than oh, you see that zombie over there? Or whatever, ghost, whatever the hell they were. Oh, look at him. Isn't he spooky? And then if he's not spooky to you because you're like, I don't identify that as fear. They're like, cool. You're kind of like speaking, though, with the 2021 horror mindset. No, I'm just talking about even if you like, like, for example, like The Thing. Have you ever watched The Thing? The original one? Yes. Like, that's a great horror movie. It's cheesy when you see the monster. But before you see the monster. Wait, are you talking about the one from the 80s or the one from the 50s? Uh, I think it was the one from the seventies. The one with Russell Crowe. I think so. When there were, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Well, even like that, even like Jurassic Park. In certain aspects, Jurassic Park is also a a good thriller movie because you don't know what's gonna happen because you're like you don't know Velociraptors behind that bush. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But that your imagination getting you going is a better a vehicle for horror than oh you remember you see that ghost over there in the cage five minutes and he's his turn to go in and then we got the next one he's a former wbc champion or something you know you, you might as well just had bruce buffer out there announcing the ghosts and i feel that I'm telling you man that movie would have been oh that movie would have been dope elimination chamber movie. you have a ross and jr and, and, a, and a little desk just announcing <laughs> but no nah, but even the two movies you named off right they both have their their grab the grab in jurassic park was there was a build-up Look at these special effects with these fucking dinosaurs. Right. The thing, there was the buildup, but look at these practical fucking effects. That's what the 80s represented. Exactly. Over-the-top gore and graphicness. That's why this movie is kind of in a limbo time in the 2000s where found footage was starting up. You had the Blair Witch Project. That was the perfect example of don't show me a fucking thing, but terrify me with a story. And I think that's how horror movies Honestly, like, there's good horror movies and there's bad horror movies. Remember, I, remember when we did the podcast with the Blair Witch, where I mentioned that horror used to be like different because of like uh, the internet and how back then it was that movie was most like you don't know what you're seeing, and you don't know if you believe it's true or not, and how now it's different because now you're like that's bullshit. That's probably like kind of like what he's like saying right now. That is realized about that that I said before. Yeah, where horror is different now compared to how back then is because back then, like you said, didn't know if what was true, what was fake. Now it's like, oh, I know it's bullshit. So I kind of expect what to expect, basically. I feel like because I've seen so many fucking horror movies, I have like a palette for the shit, right? Mm-hmm. So whereas you see something and it's a blatant flaw, I can also see it. However, I just kind of go, well, I think this is why it's like that. This is why that part is this way. That's why the story's weak. I don't have a standard for every movie that I'm seeing to be great. Well, or in general, there's like levels. No. Well, I wouldn't say I have a standard. I just have a, is this entertaining standard? You know, like I watch Silent Hill. I love Silent Hill. The second one, eh. The first Silent Hill is good. It hits every everything for me. It's not spooky because this shit ain't real. So I don't get spooked. Like, and it, it, no horror movie is going to scare me like that. But I do Challenge like... Challenge accepted. I do like uh, Paranormal Activity to a certain point, except for the, when they did the L.A. one with all the cholos. I was like, what the fuck? Hey, bro, they blasted wit- bitch. Uh, oh, yeah, that was dope. Yeah, was he fire. was just like, fucking flew. It was but, always like, what would happen if a dude had a shotgun in this movie? That, they should have they, they, they went on on that. They should have kept going. But like the first two movies, it's good because it's, it's vague. Vagueness is good in horror movies. And maybe you don't need to have a, a chip chop good at, like, this is the end. Everybody died. Nobody worry about the ghost. You know, one of the things that I was wondering, I was like, if they blow up the house, what happens to the ghost? Do they just wander off? Or are they bound to the fucking cell that they were in? Like, there, there's a lot of things that you kept wondering that they could have built on. There's a lot of things, like, the ghost, could, they could have elaborated and made that story a little bit more tight. That would have been like, damn, that is pretty good. Oh, that's a little spooky. Because the thing about it when you're a little kid is the dark... Most kids are afraid of the dark. So any movie where it's dark, that's where a lot of the, the darkness in movies comes from, where they're like, let's play on that. You know, you got to play on things. So this movie didn't do that. It was definitely a fear of the unknown is what leaves the lasting impression. Exactly. Unless you're a fucking child. Now, there's a different thing, too, though, because think about what you were saying earlier, that there was something that you connected with, with the fat monster, whatever, that resonated with you. That's another thing in the movies that they have to, that they have to hit. Something that resonates, that you can relate to. It's just like your Marvel character with Iron Man or Captain America. People love those characters because they can relate to them. Or they see something that they 
can you know keep in their minds and they make them think and that's the same concept but backwards for horror they should have something where you're like damn you know that that could happen to me or oh i understand like you know something that something inside you because everybody has different psychological traumas so there's different things that people can relate to and you know be afraid of i think you both should write a movie Hmm? i think you both should write a movie we are we already wrote the movie it's called uh elimination chamber (laughs) with ghosts (laughs) we gotta make the script for it we're working on it shit but no so on the subject of this movie and it's then fucking plot Mm -hmm. i wanted to delve into because this movie at the time it came out people my age Mm-hmm. A lot of people tell me, casual horror fans say this movie resonated with them also. My brother-in-law recommended me to do this movie. He was supposed really? to do this podcast. So there's a very big age group of people that this movie stuck with. Because at the time, think of it, pre-Netflix, pre-all these subscriptions, when a horror movie came out, universally, you had to see the motherfucker. Well, that was the thing to do back in that age. Because I was in my teenage years and when this movie came out. Mm-hmm. Back then, the internet was so new. That the thing to do on weekends was to go out to the movie theater and watch a movie or go to the drive-in. Right, but typically it was harder to miss a movie when that happened. Oh, no. If a movie came out, everybody saw it. Right. So when shit like this happened, a big age group saw it. So people my age have Mm -hmm. told me that this movie stuck with them for some reason. And so because of that, I feel like it'd be cool to just kind of let people know the lore that they didn't fucking get to see if they didn't see the DVD with the behind the shit. Uh, behind the scenes shit you were talking about. Yeah. I, I still don't know the backstories. I don't either. I'm here with you guys. I mean, I well, looked I mean, at them, but. I mean, we don't have the DVD, so we can't see it where we saw it. We didn't look up videos. Yeah, you gotta, to see didn't stock and go buy I'm DVD. surprised you won't have a copy of this movie. I probably don't. Huh. I told you, bro. Fuck it. Mm, interesting. Are now, you gonna pull it up. Here we go. So, this movie created something. Like, I guess that book that bitch was holding the whole time The Black Zodiac. It's meant to be like a dark universe fucking version of the actual Zodiac, the 12 signs, supposedly. Yeah, I saw that, and I was like, what the fuck? I didn't know that was a fucking thing. Watched the movie about five fucking times, but I didn't know that was a thing. No, they talked about it. They actually gave each one a roll call they even in the movie. mentioned, like, is that the... The Necronomicon. Yeah, I was like, they even referenced it. I was like, is that that? No, like, no. You didn't notice the part in the movie when she names off every single one, and they do like a little cameo for each one? Yeah. That's kind of like the running joke with this movie is that she like machine gunned off like all this shit in about a one minute segment, right? Yeah. It's that guy that comes into the elimination chamber just eliminates everybody. Yeah. When Kane <laughs> just busts out the thing and just beats everyone. So let's go and start off the list. The first born son. It was a little fucking boy named Billy Michaels. And he had a fascination for cowboys. So apparently this dude was living in some fucking trailer park on a reservation because he challenged some kid to a duel who had a bow and arrow. And the, he had toy guns. And apparently the kid with the bow and arrow just let it fucking go right into his dome. But that's that's interesting because the, the arrow was pointing outward, so he shot him from behind. He didn't turn around quick enough. No, he did turn around. And that's where the arrow entered from the back, came out in the front. If you watch the, when, when you watch the movie, the tip of the arrow is, is pointing forward from his forehead. Probably no, he, not he's, the back. he's meaning like like in standoff way. Where, like yeah. a duel, literally, you no, walk no. backwards. You walk Maybe back- the other oh, kid turned around. Okay, early. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now I get what you're saying. I was yeah. confused. However, I think it'd make more sense if they both turned around and faced each other and it went in straight through his head. Mm-hmm. I just think aesthetically it probably looks better with the arrow coming out the front. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I can see that. Yeah. But know. that's a good valid point that why the fuck would it be coming out the front? Yeah. It definitely got sh- shot from the back. Man got 360 no scope. Yeah. He committed suicide with bone arrow. And also, the second ghost in the Black Zodiac is the torso. That's the uh, fucking literally just the thing wrapped in saran wrap crawling with one arm. Uh, apparently, the guy in real life, Jimby Gambino, the most generic Italian mafia name of all time. The Gambino. Childish Gambino? No relation? <laughs> guy was a gambler. He sucked at his fucking habit. Pissed off a mob boss. They chopped him up, wrapped him in saran wrap, threw him in the fucking... Uh, ocean or wherever the fuck he was at dude this is like the the horror marvel roll call like they had to find spider-man that got bit by a spider and became spider-man and they got to find so-and-so that had this happen to him and now he's this scenario like the perfect scenario guy for this yeah. and i want to know who thought the torso was like made sense <laughs> just push did it, it over did he have a head in like no. at all he was uh, his head was there it was wrapped that's, that's in saran wrap yeah. like around him so it was like around him but it wasn't like it wasn't there. attached to him and nah. he didn't have legs either that's that's what i was saying like because i'm like i don't remember seeing a head but i was like just the torso by itself i don't remember just yeah they itself. showed it in the hallway it was just there oh like, well, that's, that's probably that? why because it's like you only saw for like a second <laughs> let me just kicks the shit out yeah. of it like a soccer ball bro. Like, anybody see this random shit in the hallway what the fuck <laughs> If I saw like a random ghost head wrapped in saran wrap popped up, bro, I'm going to fucking... narcos just pulled up. Bro, I'm going to kick that motherfucker <laughs> as hard as I possibly can. Be like, is that Narcos Mexico being filmed in here? <laughs> it's going to step over here. So, the third ghost in the Black Zodiac. So, this one I don't know that much about. Is a woman who died having been tied up in some fashion. Oh, it's a bitch with a broken neck. She has like a tie around her fucking... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They did not show her very much. No. And uh, so I think what I read was she was like a really popular cheerleader in high school or some shit. But she had a habit of pissing off dudes. Says there she could just basically committed suicide. Why would she commit suicide? No, because it says some sort of action such as her infidelity led to her demise. I remember I read this. Mm-hmm. So some dude she fucking cheated on led her out to the fucking football field at their high school and he strangled the bitch to death with his tie. Uh. With his tie. With his tie. Meh. So that is the bound woman. Okay. Then we had the withered lover, who I believe is the main character's wife. Yeah. Remember that. It says a woman who had her future dreams or relationships destroyed or broken. Like being separated from one's mate. That's the intro. Dude, that's anybody that dies, though. Pretty much, right? He could have pulled fucking anybody. That's what I'm saying. Like, this could have been an interchangeable piece of ghost. Like, he could have just got random. Like, he could have walked down the cemetery and be like, eh, that one. Man, that one too. I would say though, the intro is pretty cool though, like how they did it, where like they were panning through the whole shot, and the whole time you didn't see anything, but it was like you're hearing I remember about the, the about hearing about like the whole like house getting on fire, how it started, what's going on between there, then at the hospital, like all that. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I liked uh, something we didn't talk about was shit that we liked in the movie. I don't know why the uh, intro to me is iconic, bro. When like the giant truck is shooting blood in the junkyard. I was I was like, what was the point of the blood? Apparently, they said that was bait for the juggernaut. I guess the the smell of blood. I guess maybe. Yeah, we're gonna get there. Okay. So after that is the torn prince, who was pretty much like a polar, pretty much the same thing as the um, the bound woman. Isn't this the uh, the greaser? Yes, it was the guy who was popular in high school. He was like a baseball star or some shit. I thought he was pretty cool. Yeah, and that's why he has like a Letterman's jacket on. And a baseball bat. Yeah, and uh, he got into like, uh, 
your standard 50s uh, movie trope where he's like, him and some guy are like, we're going to race for pink slips, bro. <laughs> and fucking, apparently he couldn't drive for shit because he wrecked it. And the way they describe it in this fucking lore book was like, um, I like to imagine he had a convertible mm-hmm. and he flipped the car over. And when he flipped the car over, uh. he got drug under the car. And it tore his fucking body up. That's why half of his face is gone. He's all burned looking on one side and shit. Uh huh. So that's why he's called the Torn Prince. It's because his car flipped over and he got dragged under his convertible. At least I like to picture it that way. I think that's probably the better. I'm going to go with that's probably the better way to go at it because I'm sure the story is nothing compared to that. But yours probably a little, a little better. The, the, the dude with the baseball bat and the, like, the burned guy? face. Oh, the. the yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the greaser guy. I was saying, I was like, I think, I think he was probably one of the cooler ghosts, to be honest, because I think he had the like some of the most time of all he the had ghosts. The most time. Him Maybe. and then the chick with no no clothes with the big boobs. No, the the chick with the 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 box. Oh yeah, she attacked the. Uh, that was a man. That was a guy. Yeah, that was Charles. Oh, I guess we'll, go, we'll get to it. Yeah. So after the dude with the baseball bat, we get to everybody's favorite, the angry princess, the big titty girl. Yes, <laughs> that uh, she didn't kill nobody, did she? No, she didn't well, nobody died. Nobody died in that movie, except for the lawyer. Lawyer, the chick with the book. Oh, that's right. And uh, the main bad guy. Mm-hmm. But anyways, angry princess, woman who commits suicide. So I think that's literally her entire character. <laughs> I thought for that one, when I was looking at it, it said that she was somebody who died while being operated on for like plastic surgery. She had had plastic surgery, but she didn't care for how it looked. So she nice. decides she's going to start trying to fix shit herself by giving herself fucking cuts all over the fucking place. Damn, she just joked herself. Yeah, bitch. And eventually she did just start doing it with intent to bleed out and kill herself. Uh, why so serious? I was like, <laughs> I was thinking to myself, I'm like, why did this movie have a rated R like, rating? When the blood. But I was like, is it just her excuse just to have titties out? No, it was the blood. If it has blood, it's rated R. The titties also probably did it too. Yeah, that was. That's what I was like. Was, I was like, was that there just like way to put titties out there? I'm almost positive, bro, that in my like, if I was nine when I saw it, my 20 plus years of like repeat viewings, I've fucking rubbed one out to that at least once. I like how you remember the other ghost, but not that ghost. That doesn't stand out to you. What do you mean? Like you're like, yeah, remember that fat ghost? But you're like the girl. You're like, eh. Then you bring it up. Yeah. Then when, when you thought of, you, you, you like you, you like you uh, got bright, like you just lit up when you talked about that other ghost. But this ghost, you're like, eh. one, one time I rubbed it it's out. Dark, it's it? a dark past. <laughs> Listen, bro. Don't talk about dark past. It got lost in the many, the many uh, fumblings, the many winks that happened. <laughs> okay, so now we move on to the seventh ghost in the black zodiac, the pilgrimess. I had no fucking idea. It was just an old lady. I was like, what the fuck is she? It doing? basically looks like uh, the mascot for Iron Maiden. Yeah. yeah, that's all I think of every time I see it. I get it confused with the. Um, it reminded me of that lady from. You ever watch the Hunger Games? The yeah. old lady that was on the t- one of that guy's teams. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> you remember the guy where it's like uh, a young guy, fucking Magda. Ah, fuck it. I don't know their names, but the, it reminded me of that old lady. I was like, why is she here? Like, why are you here? The old lady from the Hunger Games. In that's case, her backstory. Okay, she <laughs> lost in like the third round. Yeah, in case definitely. you're scared of old ladies, that's why they throw it in there. You scared of grandmas? I mean, Chris is scared of old people. Yeah, uh, haggard women. The 
pretty much like the stereotypical idea of what a witch looks like. Oh, so you go to like Perkins, you're like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, it creeps me out, bro. <laughs> go to IHOP in the morning, you're like, Phew. dude, I was just at Speedy's and some old bitch tried to hop in my car, and I what was like, fuck? not today. Yeah, that's a, that one's a little strange. Yeah, dude, she was sitting on the ground eating an Egg McMuffin and uh, a coffee. <laughs> and uh, I was walking out with my, I bought a pack of cigarettes, and I was walking out, and she's like, oh, I, I like those cigarettes too. And I'm, <laughs> I, I bet you kind do, of, lady. I just, I ignored her and I kept walking. And then uh, I kind of just shook my head. I was like, kind of smiled and like nodded my head, like yeah. yeah. And as I nodded, I didn't hear her. I, she mumbled, "Can I come sit in your car?" As I was shaking my head, yeah. Oh, so see, oh. that's why she misunderstood you. Yeah, and like so, I see her slowly. Oh, okay, and she's she, like, getting bolts up. It. No, it's slow as fuck. She's getting up. So where are we and going? I'm all like, wait, did she say what I think she said? I'm getting in my car. She's still standing up, picking up her coffee and shit off the ground. Yeah. I close the door, turn the car on. She's turning around <clears throat> and looking at me. And uh, I roll the I fucking <laughs> roll the window down. I'm like, no, uh, I, I got to go to work. My bad. What the fuck? Window up, bro. She's like, oh, my bad. She plays it off and just keeps walking and like leans on the wall in front of my car. She's like, I, I want to do a podcast. She's <laughs> like, I heard you're doing a podcast. I was live to see those movies. <laughs> Let me get you a real take of this. Yeah. Got to love 8 o'clock in the morning in the hood, though, boys. Got to yeah. love the hood in case you. And that's the backstory of the pilgrimage. She tried to hop in my car. She, she, I told she, her no, and but she you know got what's, shot. Well, no, what's fucking crazy? Our story is better than what the fuck they gave her. That's what my point in this movie is. We can make a better story bullshitting around than they did. It might be cool to make a ghost story. You can try it. <laughs> you can try. But no, this lady's actual backstory, I think, is she was around in like the 1700s or 1800s. Bitch was an actual pilgrim. She tried to move into some community. They didn't like it. Apparently, you're an outsider if the sign represents you, and that's why they murked her ass. Oh, they blamed her for witchcraft. That's what happened. That's probably that, the, that's, that's probably the ticket. There. So that's why she's in like a uh, Iron Maiden. Oh yeah, that, that's what that thing's called, right? The wooden blockade thing, I think. I don't know. Or no, the Iron Maiden's the mask. Fuck it, I'm moving on. So the eighth and the ninth symbol: the Great Child and the Dire Mother. This backstory is actually fire. I was like wondering like what this had to do with anything because like they didn't really show up at all much in the movie so the dire mother the little woman right she was in a freak show in a circus or some shit for being tiny Mm -hmm. she gets raped by the tall man in the freak show Mm. and through that she gives birth to this motherfucker Mm. the great child Ah. so because she is weird it's literally the only thing I can think of she raises him purposefully to be a baby she doesn't teach him to speak she treats him like a fucking infant all the way up until his 20s or however old he is when we see him Mm -hmm. and um i think something happens to her i don't know if she gets fucking beat to death by like some of the other circus workers or some shit Mm -hmm. something happens like that so then the great child takes vengeance with a fucking axe so kills every single fucking carny in the fucking freak show basically jason basically and I can't remember how he dies, but that's their backstory, which was or, fucking uh, he got sent to Michael space. Myers. <laughs> he got sent to space. Pretty much. Dude, I'm telling you, this parallels everywhere in these movies. The tenth sign was the hammer. This dude was the most like physically imposing, I think. Was that the guy with the nails? Yeah, yeah the black oh, dude. Yeah. Okay, okay. I thought he was pretty cool, too. He was a heavy set blacksmith who wields a large hammer. Wow. Yeah. Did, wow. That's it? 
No, he had a job and he died. That's, no, that's all you got to say. Just, he was just a blacksmith. And we move on. A heavy set black. He, he had a good pension when he retired and then he died and became a ghost. It just, you know, just move on. Let you know that the struggle continues when you die. You still got to put in work. He was a hardworking blacksmith until a racist man named Nathan wrongfully accused George of theft and threatened to banish him from the town they lived in. Knowing he was innocent, George stood up and refused to move. So one day, Nathan and his gang decided to beat George's wife and children to death to send him the cruel message to move or else he would suffer the same How the, the fuck is he going to scare him to move when he's dead? Like, they just beat his ass to death. No, they beat his wife and kids. Uh, that was like his, like, get out. <laughs> they pointed at him. Like yeah, I don't get like why you would do that and not kill the guy. Also, <laughs> like okay, well we just set it up for him to come murder us. <laughs> this will this will teach him. He'll leave for sure after oh, this. Yeah. This, is, this. This is the plot point for John Wick right here. Right, I'm telling you, like it's just weird ass writing. Like, nah, but like check this out. So then, George uh, George tracks him down and beats them all to death with his sledgehammer. And the repercussions for this is that the town dragged him back to his shop, tied him to a tree, and they drove railroad spikes into his body with his own sledgehammer. Wait, they drove? Damn, that's such a bad story. You're talking about a blacksmith named Jerove. What? Wait, what are you talking about? What? Oh, oh, I'm thinking like back, like ancient time. Then I guess because I'm thinking like knights and shit. Like a blacksmith like that that time? No, we're talking like probably... I mean, there's, there's blacksmiths in well, 1800s, 1800s yeah. Not even the 1900s, bro. Well, that's what I was thinking. Oh, like, definitely. Like very beginning of blacksmiths. So I'm like, there's cars? I'm like, what the fuck? Now I'm picturing like... They, uh, when he says drove, like they drove something. Like they, oh, okay, okay. I get, I get you. I get you now. I was like, put not like they body. were rolling up on him. <laughs> they didn't drive like, him into a fucking railroad like a goddamn like, just fuck? dragging him with fucking curly mustaches and shit, bro. Okay, that's twirling like, them. That's as they a little confused. I was like, what do you mean they drove? I'm like, this is like, isn't it like the 1800s or some shit? Yes, no. yes, it was. Anyways, so bad, the 11th ghost in the Black Zodiac was the Jackal, who is pretty much a carbon copy clone of Jack the Ripper. And his backstory. Let us say Charles Manson in the movie. Well, Charles that. Manson is just the serial killer they referenced in the movie. Mm. But in terms of his they backstory, did hmm? they, they did call him that. What do you mean? Like I thought they did call him Charles Manson. No, they, they said like, he makes Charles Manson look like somebody else. Like uh, if he was worse than Charles Manson. I mean, I guess. I guess. Or the most well-known, or whatever, the most famous. Like, he's Genghis Khan. He killed over six million Asian people. It's Godzilla, guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, but apparently, like, I think his mom was, like, a prostitute or some shit. So she was raising him, and then he, like, got an affinity for killing prostitutes in, like, England in the 1800s at the same time as Jack the Ripper. So, so basically the same thing. So he was or was not Jack the Ripper then? Uh, I think that's what they're alluding to, is that maybe he... So it was just a copycat? Yes. Mm-hmm. So either he was Jack the Ripper or some shit like that. I'm going to go with probably a copy then, because if they would have just said it was. I mean, this shitty plot, just over shitty plot, just let it roll. So he eventually gets tired of murdering these bitches because the police there weren't shit. They never catch him. So he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm turning myself in. (laughs) They're like, now you're good, bro. He's like, no, we don't want you here. They put him in an asylum and they uh, put him in a padded room. He keeps trying to fuck people up. So they put him in a fucking straight jacket. He starts fucking gnawing himself out of the fucking straitjacket. So that's mm-hmm. why they put the metal cage on his head. 
Oh, so it was a dude. It wasn't a girl. Yeah, it was a guy. No, it was a dude. Just had long hair. I thought it was a chick. So the asylum he was at catches on fire, and everybody actually escapes the asylum. Except for him. Except for him, he decides to stay because he feels like he deserves to die. I mean, at that point, this movie, this movie. Right. The up. And then the twelfth ghost is the Zodiac. In the Zodiac is the Juggernaut. <laughs> he should have did that line. He's like, I'm a juggernaut, bitch. <laughs> yeah, you should have probably that one. Had the fucking uh, soundbite ready for yeah, you? Yeah. yeah. Off of this one. I got six spaces, bro. <laughs> no, I'm saying, but no, I'm like that. For that but one also, moment. like, him in the movie, he should have just popped that one out. He should have, like, I did it first. That was, that was before, I know. No, it was it was actually after. Was the, the X-Men cartoon was in the 90s. No, but I'm talking about the line of the movie. Oh, uh, but that was a parody. Yeah, that was way after. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, should have did it first. So, Horace was abandoned by his mother almost immediately after birth, raised by his father. He grew to a grotesque height and appearance. So, his dad put him to work in a fucking junkyard where he got left alone apparently just to work there. And the dude started murdering hitchhikers. I heard in one of the reviews that the story was that his dad died and he went insane. And he started, like, killing everybody until... And then he ended up killing one of the, like an undercover cop, and then they started like calling the squad or team or whatever the fuck, and they just blasted the dude like fifty bullets until he died. Such a weird ass plot. That's what that's what the review what I watched said that his backstory was. That's what it says down there. Is he? Uh, oh, okay. Tried to kill an undercover cop. SWAT came in. They put him in handcuffs. He broke out of his handcuffs and killed three police officers before he was gunned down. You know what's crazy about this movie that I, I thought about? Like, hyper, like look at look at the different time frames that these people lived in, right? Like they, there's a vastly different amount of times that they were alive. Most recently would have been probably that guy's wife. The lo- the oldest one is the pilgrimage woman, right? Imagine yeah. imagine that's a that's about two three hundred year, year difference, right? Mm-hmm. These people come back as ghosts and they're like minus some of them that are current they'd be like what the hell am i looking at they'd be more confused than anything like they they see like glass and machines and but what the technology be- they're like what the what is this like we're like most people like pilgrim pil- the pilgrims didn't know what lighting was and, and fluorescent light bulbs and glass they were like well, they'd be like what the fuck you be but, running into everything but wouldn't they be haunting like since they died up until this point so they would see how the world has changed I mean, at that point, then they then they would be fucking. They would be, there would be people turning dying left and right. There'd be dead bodies everywhere wherever they went, and that, they're not the only ghosts out there. Did they ever mention specifically why they needed those certain people? Uh, just because their story matched what the Zodiac called for. Yeah, the energy had to be okay. funneled into the machine. I guess that's their way of saying maybe why there's so many ghosts from different time periods. Maybe <laughs> like just get one that's old. Fuck it, we don't care. <laughs> I guess. I, you got to go into this movie with a lot of fuck it. It's just a movie type of mentality. If you start sitting there and dissecting it, just like any movie, you're going to be like, eh, it's pretty crap. But if you just go in there, like, honestly, like, if you watch it and you're just eating popcorn and chilling, it's not a bad movie. I, just, I will give it that. You know how normally I've come in with these movies and I'm like, this movie kind of sucked. This one didn't give me the whole, like, this movie sucked, like, off the bat. But it wasn't, like, a great movie either. No, nah, I wouldn't sit there and be like, this one here is where I'm going to die on this hill. But I'm like, is it the greatest? No. But if it's on TV and I ain't got shit else to do, I'll let it run in the background. You know, honestly, uh, I've seen this like four or five times now. Uh-huh. Yeah. I get bored, yo. 
Well, yeah, because you know exactly what it is. But you're, you're what I'm saying is like I wouldn't sit there and watch it. Like I'd watch John Wick, even though I've already seen it like eight times. I'd sit there and watch uh, Scream, but I'm not gonna sit there and watch this because I'm like it's not that grasping. It's not memorable. Right, and and I'd be like, eh, it's on. It's has its moments, but I'm not gonna make it a priority. I'm gonna just let it run in the background. That's fair. That's what I was like when I was watching it. I'm like, like how I watched Quarantine and how I watched the uh, the Blair Witch and then all the other movies that we did. Where I'm like, this movie just fucking sucked. Like it just dragged and did. This one was like, it wasn't as bad as those. And I like, I didn't 100 percent enjoy it, but it wasn't as bad as like to me to those. Well, the people problem people have Blair Witch. You felt like you wasted your time. Eh, this is more of like I'll watch it. And after I finished watching it, I was like, "Man, I could have been better." Did you, Blair Witch had a lot of. I'm talking people. about the. I'm talking about the remake, not the original. Oh no, no! So that that the original when it came out, people were scared to to go to the fucking woods. That's what that's what I was telling earlier. Like back then, how horror was different from how it is now. Yeah, I'm talking about the the remake. I don't know if you ever seen it. I don't think so. Anyways, yeah, the remake was pretty much like if they tried to infuse Silent Hill into the Blair Witch. But really bad. Be done. Oh, really? With yeah. emojis? We'll watch it one day. Oh. So, like, okay, so there was 12 different ghosts. This movie had 12 different opportunities. Which one of the ghosts was the most effective for either of you? Effective how? Like, fear-wise? In terms of, like, which one did you guys find the most, not necessarily intimidating, but which one left the strongest impression on you? Either the blacksmith or the creature guy. Yeah, the baseball bat. Either one of those two. I'm like I, I feel like they were more to me. Like it's almost like, what's your favorite ghost? I think we should just um, rank all the ghosts. Neither. They were all very forgettable. Like which one stood out to you the most? Though? Neither. None of them. They were all forgettable. None of them had a moment where you're like, damn, this guy is. You know, I, I get. They were just basically. They were just like. Imagine you go to the kennel. There's a bunch of dogs, and they all twelve dog gets out. And which one of like which one has the turn of biting you? Like they're just twelve dogs. Like you're just there. They're not the main villain. They're just pluffer for the for the story. I can see that, man. And like I said, I think that definitely by today's standards, and particularly, these all just look like people in Halloween costumes. Well, yeah, but you can't judge it on that because CGI and, you know, whatever technology they had for costumes was way different then. Also, I was saying, like, it also, like, watching the movie the whole time, I was like, this feels like it would be like a haunted house attraction. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Like, you go down to the bottoms and go to those uh, fright houses or whatever. Yeah, like, I could see, like, them, like, doing something like this where it's, like, a glass house or see, like... Cornfield. Yeah, like, you see all, like, the ghosts, like, just... You know, people dressed up or like the little animations or whatever. You see them texting. You're like, wait, you're not supposed to be texting. Wait a minute, kill some text. <laughs> you're like, in hell we do. We use Sprint service. <laughs> <laughs> but so you guys actually just enjoyed the movie, you said. I, I, I watched it. The first time watching it? Yes. Okay. And I was like, eh. Like, it was, it was, it was cool. That's, that's the reaction I had. I was like, eh. I like, wasn't there like, whoa. I wasn't like blown away or anything. Like it would, it didn't, it, it didn't grasp my attention. Like, like I keep going back to it, but um, like Silent Hill, because I really did like that movie because I played the games. 
So it, it had a, it had more of a grasp on me than this movie. This movie had zero grasp on me. Mm-hmm. Like if it wasn't for you watching the movie, I would have zero interest seeing it on Netflix. So like if somebody had told you like, hey, do you want to see a really good horror film? You'd have been like, oh, this is bullshit. I'd be like, you have a fucking horrible taste in horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> if you think this is good, Chris. I told you, man. I don't care for it. <laughs> no, I don't. You know, like, like there's so many better things to see out there. But the thing is, you don't want to be that biased where you're like, well, I'll only watch the best. You know, you have to watch some shitty ones so you can appreciate the bad, the good ones. Yeah. You know, and this is just one of those just little bump in on the, the roads. You watch it. You go back to it in a few years. You're like, oh, I remember why I don't watch this movie. And then you keep on living your life. That's really, this, is those, this is a movie that when it came out, it had its buzz. It's a $5 bin movie, and you watch it with some friends when you're bored as hell, or they're just hanging out over, and you call it a day on it. There's no reason to dig into the plot. It's it's a remake of something that was better, that they just did shittier, and then they copied things from other movies that those movies did better, but they didn't make it relatable in this movie. You know, him talking about that, you know, I was like, you know what we should do one day, if we ever want to? We should do like a, not a, not a, like a movie marathon. But like watch a movie and like stream it and stream our like reactions. a live reaction. Yeah, I think that'd be pretty cool. I mean, we can do that clearly now. So that's what I was like. I think we should. That'd, that'd be pretty cool to do one day. Because obviously, you could find a way to like not show the movie so you don't get copyrighted for it. But you could see the, the camera on us and show our reactions and everything. But then, how do people know what the hell we're watching? That's the point. Is to like have the movie while you're watching it. Yeah. Well, then you have, have to, you like, have you're to you're find just... a, a copyright free movie then. <laughs> we'd have to make a movie and you know, watch ourselves reacting no, to it. There's people that that movie that. was fucking awesome. There's people that stream movies, but like they don't get like flagged for it because they're like, we don't fucking care. I've about done that, that before. There's tricks to it. You have to, like he said, we would have to stream ourselves not watching, not with the movie on the screen, and then in post, I would have to go in there and put the movie in, do weird cuts, do like oh, symbols and shit over it. I know it takes fucking forever, which is why I did it one time and said, fuck this. Yeah. Well, so I was like, I would just do a live stream of, and reactions of it. <laughs> I think what maybe he could do I just think is cool clips idea. of a movie because then you can use it's like equal right, you know, your equal, uh, whatever the hell they call it when you're just, you know, observing it, but you're not really taking it as your own. Kind of like people, whenever they do like movie reviews and whatnot, they show the trailer, they show a clip of it or whatever. I mean, I think you can do that. You can't just plainly just show their whole movie. I mean, you, like um, yeah. I said, you can, but there's a lot of fucking. That's why I was like, you have to find a movie that they're like, we don't give a fuck about. Or at this point, it's like you just don't show the movie, but we can like you can hear the audio of it or something like that. And I don't even know if you'll get even the audio gets fucking copyrighted. Yeah, I'm saying that would be a pretty cool idea. <clears throat> I think it would be if it was plausible. It is possible. Nah, a lot of people do it, bro. But like I, like he said, that's just a fuck ton of editing. Because if you think about it, the movie's two hours long. To sit there and edit, it's like another fucking and five hours. Sound. That's why you live stream it, and then if anything, you can cut the highlights. Yeah, then it gets of it. banned. That's the end of that stream. So I said, you don't do a 21, 21 movie. I've had something on my mind, and I don't want to beat a dead horse with this movie. I don't think I have anything to add. Something I wanted to talk about that I saw in a YouTube video. What's that? So there's this guy called Nexpo. This was his thing. Nightmare Expo. He does these like top five darkest things on the internet and shit, right? Oh, yeah. And he, I was watching this dude's video. He had a list of five things. And uh, one of them was something called liminal space. You guys mm-hmm. ever heard of this term? No. no. Now, 
on the surface, when I watched it, I was like, this is weird. Why the fuck would he even put this on this list? Because usually this dude's showing, like, creepy fucking uh, video camera surveillance, fucked up internet stories. So for him to include this would just seem kind of random. Uh-huh. So what liminal space is, it means a location or place that doesn't have a purpose that you find yourself in. It's in a uh, hmm. space of transition. Give me an example. So an example. Um, okay, you're at the gro- you're at a store, a retail store, like a Walmart, right? Scary place. It's about to close. Literally five minutes away from closing. Mm-hmm. Store is emptied out. Uh, it's in a, a place of transition. You're the last person in the store. Think of being in a high school after all the kids have gone home. Oh, just a place that you don't visit or go to normally. Like going to the the library when it's closed or some shit like that. Yes, or um, it's just because you're not a you're you, in your mind you're not accustomed to being there. Like you set a time frame where it's acceptable to be there. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or okay. like a good example that I've never I haven't seen online because I've looked this up online is like um, say when you're okay. For me personally, when I was moving. Mm. Either out of my parents' house, when my parents are moving, when I was moving out of my apartments and shit, right? Uh-huh. All the furniture's gone, but it's like you're still cleaning, you're still grabbing one or two things. Mm-hmm. There's this uncomfortable feeling being there as it's in this place of transition. I understand what you're saying. It's just because it feels unnatural because you're so used to seeing it one way. It's kind of the kind of, I guess you could say like... You move out of your house. You're used to seeing your shit there. You're used to seeing, you know, you're accustomed to seeing it one way. You're seeing it a different way. I think people have the same effect when they see somebody they've broken up with and they're having another person in their lives. You're like, yo, you think not- that's why there's like an uncomfortable, just this yes. inherent body feeling. Because your like, body, your mind, you're yeah. used to this being this way. And you're not, a, you're, you know, you're a creature of change, but the change has to, t- you know, it has to bur- okay. brew in you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just go, we're done. All right, moving on. You know, it's kind of like when you you trading your old car at the dealer. Uh, you're like, oh, it just feels weird, not you know, not not owning it anymore. It's just that all it is because in your mind you own it; it's yours. But now it's not yours. You really realize that it's just a piece of blank that just is going to keep changing hands. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just always thought it was crazy that like because if you think about it. You, particularly the store fucking analogy is what kind of gets me, right? Mm-hmm. So you're in a store. It's closing. In my mind, I always thought I was afraid of being locked in the store. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, I got to hurry up and get this shit. I'm, I'm nervous. I don't want to be locked in this fucking store after they Knowing close. that you wouldn't actually be locked in, though. But that's not a real thing, right? Yeah. It's not a real fucking thing. But what I think it is, it's your body's inherent fear of being in this limited space because you feel uncomfortable in that scenario. You know, like. You wouldn't know what to do. Correct, well, that's yeah. like, Alex, do you ever feel that way whenever you leave work and there's nobody, customers there, and it's like 2 in the morning or hypothetically be 2 in the morning? Like, you don't feel that because you have a purpose being there, right? Yeah. I think like, a, I've, a, I've done that before. Where I I'm think like, there's a, 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 a thing there where it had a purpose. And if you don't have a purpose there for being there or using it or utilizing it anymore, you're like, whoa, what the hell? It's like how it, like I was going to say. It's probably like a mixture of fearing the unknown and then also n- not liking change. Because, like how I was going to say, like I work, like the first time I had to stay till like 2 in the morning by myself, like not by myself, but like me and a coworker because like he's a clothing manager, so I had to wait till he finishes up. It's like the first time I did it, I was like, I was like, I don't want to be alone in the fucking store. 
But now it's like if I have to do it, I'm like I'm already used to this place, and I know nothing nothing happens in this place, so I'm like you know well, whatever now. Well, here's a curveball. And Matt, think about what you were saying. But when we first went on lockdown, people would go out to parks empty. You would go to stores that you would usually see full of people, freeways empty. It just felt dystopian. You know what I mean? Because you're not accustomed to it. It's all it is. It's just you're not. You're in a. It's, you're in an unfamiliar scenario in a place where you used to be familiar with something happening, or you're expecting something to be there. It's like if you go to your parents' house and there's no furniture. You're like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. No. Yeah. It's your like because from what I read about it, your brain is has this inherent picture of something, mm-hmm. and to see it in this like particular state of change creates this releases this fucking chemical that makes your body just go like this isn't right this isn't right it's confusing it's disorienting mm-hmm. well that's that could be a a, a flight or flight uh precursor mm-hmm. so you're like wait this doesn't feel right something's going on am i about to be attacked so your body's alerting you hey this shit ain't not like shit ain't a hundred let's uh let's be on our toes you know it could be something that evolutionary was people see like fucking whatever the predator was at that time which it was just like reminded me like i was watching a video yesterday of like it was one of those like you're familiar with like the iceberg videos right yeah the iceberg yeah basically it's an iceberg that's how they they that's their template Can where you see it, water Alex? that's their template of like okay starting from this like for example like horror stuff starting from the very top is just like you're very generic family-friendly horror and it, the, the more it goes down the iceberg like the more fucked up oh it is. yeah okay i see what you mean i was watching one of uh of like haunted houses uh, it just popped up on my, my randomly on my feed and it was like um like ho- like horror houses or haunted houses like going from like kid friendly to like very like more and more shock value going up and like the lower you got like the more that people what they would do is they would go to like this website or some shit and like they would basically like, hey, I want to go to your your attraction site or whatever. What they would do is they would like sign waivers and like being like, all right, we're gonna keep in contact with you. The place is gonna be unknown. We're gonna have someone pick you up. You're not gonna know anything of what's going on. You give us rights to if you know to get hurt, you like to beat you, like to like you won't know anything. So you'll you'll feel unsafe. There's a safe word if you feel uncomfortable. But so what they'll do is they'll go pick you up randomly. They won't tell you where you're going. They won't tell you what you're going to experience. You go, and I remember one of them was like, you go into, like, this random location. Like, you have to, like, walk in this alleyway by yourself. So you're like, am I about to get, like, murdered or some shit like that? But then you go up to these people and you sign this waiver saying, hey, you know, you allow us to do this and this and this to you. And then you go through experiences that are supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. Like, to push basically your limits. So, like, you're in situations where, like, people will beat you. People will, like, put you in uncomfortable situations of, like, you're seeing, like, you know, like, abuse and shit like that to mentally break you. And it's, like, 30 minutes of all that. Well, that just ties into what Chris was saying. That's what I was saying. Like, it reminded me of that. Yeah. Because, like, there's actually places that, like, are attractions that you go through that shit. And most of the shit they probably have you signed for, they're not going to do, but it puts it in your mind. And that goes back to my point where your imagination is the best vehicle for horror movies. Yeah, and people, like, they get fueled on it. So, like, they'll get pumped up about it or be like, oh, shit, I'm about to break <clears> on my <throat> limit. Because I, I thought I could pass it, but it's not. Like, I can't. Because of the shit that you go through. Like, you don't... It's something that you never normally go through. I guess through. you could say the same thing for people that go to join the military. 
That's what I'm saying. Like that's a like whole that. other thing, bro. That's thrill seekers and well, not even that. People that go to the military, they think it's like Call of Duty. They go over there and they're like, "Holy shit, these motherfuckers are shooting back." You that know that, and I mean, they're there to break you mentally. So I'm saying. Well, that's like um, people who kill themselves by jumping off of high things. Oh yeah, maybe those are just probably accidents, though. Unless they're well, no, suicide. like um, some of them. Oh, you're talking about like the San Francisco Bridge suicide people. Yes, those are any other ones, right? I think uh, I heard this on Joe Rogan. I think is Joe fucking Rogan. like so. Say you try to kill yourself by jumping off somewhere tall, right? Mm-hmm. But you don't. One hundred percent of the motherfuckers who have survived those fucking things, right? Mm-hmm. They have said as they were falling, they regretted it. They regretted it like a motherfucker. One hundred percent of the dudes that have survived it. Well, it's because they those people have like say like right now during the holiday season suicides are at their highest. Um, people are depressed right now because they don't have sorry they don't have their families or ex situation. Yeah, it's for you. Um, go ahead and take a shot. <laughs> I thought you I thought you already took yours. It's Robotessa. <clears throat> go ahead. Anyway, but those those things are at the highest right now. Excuse me. But um, the point I was going to say is a lot of those people don't have perspectives in in life. So they are all or nothing people. So they're like, nobody loves me. I'm going to kill myself. When they get to a situation where they can't take it back, they're like, oh, fuck, I really didn't feel this way. Now, the the, thing about that is, is that a lot of people say that you have a choice. And they're like, well, I don't know which one I want to choose. You know, a lot of the psychological thing to do is to remove one of them. If you have regrets about it, you're like, oh, I really wanted that one. Then you really didn't like the one that you ended up with. Now you know which one to choose. There's a lot of ways psychologically to trick yourself to get the answers that you want when you can't make the decision. Mm-hmm. So say that you had two shot glasses, right? Let me get that one. And I'm like, hey, Chris, choose one. And you're like, well, I don't know which one to choose. So I'm like, okay, well, just take this one. If you're like, okay, I'm cool with that. You, were, you you really did like this one. But if you're like, oh, no, but that one has little words on it, you know, you you, were, you have regrets on this one. You truly wanted this one, mm-hmm. even though you didn't know which one. You take away an option and you leave them with one option, and then you see if a person really did like this option or they like the other option. So you could, there's a lot of ways to trick it. Like I was telling my, one of the guys that, that got hired on at my job yesterday, I was like, this is, this is immaculate advice right here. This is a gem right here. But I told him, I was like, I had, I had, a, I had a came up with a way. To unbiasedly give myself advice. So I was like, what way could I give myself the best advice and remove my bias? So I told him, I was like, imagine you imagine Bella has a situation. She comes up to you and she's like, hey, dad, I have blank situation. What should I do? Whatever advice you give her will be the best advice you want, for, like the best advice for her situation. You will give her advice that will solely benefit her and be better for her. So what I started telling myself, I was like, imagine that I have a situation that I have to take a, a, a decision on. I'll ask, if my son or daughter asked me, what would I tell them? And then that's the answer that I'll do because that answer comes from a place of, I love you. I want the best for you. Your biases are removed. Oh, okay. I see that. Deep yeah. Deep. So, like, give advice that you would give to your offspring or someone important to that you. That you feel your your love for Bella is unmatched compared to any other person in your life. Mm-hmm. So when you whatever she asks you, you will give her the advice that's the best for her. You won't be biased. So say, for example, she's like, hey, Dad, this guy just cheated on me, but he's really nice, and he said he won't do it again. You're not going to be like, well, Bella, yeah, you might want to just stick it out. You're going to be like, no, 
you need to leave him. If he did that to you, he doesn't respect you or he doesn't love you. You're cut, injury, you, you want the best for her. You're not going to be biased even if you like the guy. So what I'm saying is whenever you have a situation that you have to make a decision, pretend like Bella asked you that exact question, what would you say to Bella? Mm-hmm. And that way you get an answer that's the best scenario for you with your biases and your everything else removed. So what's an example of where that has worked for you? Uh, Let me see here. Mm, I can't think of anything. Well, <laughs> well no. Like for, for example, like say that you want to make a decision in life. Like when I left my position to take a, a different position. I was It's the same company, but I was like, is the risk worth it? And I was like, if I had a son and he asked me, hey, dad, I have this opportunity to take this job. What do you think? I'd be like, son, if, it's, if there's more positives than negatives, then it's a good opportunity. Is there growth there? Is there an opportunity for you to move up there? If you stay where you're at, are you stagnant or are you going to have more more opportunities? And then I, you know, I filtered through those options. Made, no, this is the best option for me. Yeah. I feel like that is sound logic, but it's flawed if the person who is making these decisions isn't the open-minded doesn't person. have the most isn't the best decision maker to begin with. Well, yeah, obviously there's a shitty parents also. So it's not yeah. a, like a everybody's going to be able to apply this directly, but people who are rational and people who aren't crazy i guess or retarded like imagine a dude who's like looking at a crack rock yeah hey, son would <laughs> you me, smoke this crack let rock? me get that crack rock son <laughs> fuck it whatever exactly but that's what i'm saying though that, those are people that don't even get put in these situations to begin with so to begin with you have to have confidence in yourself and your own logic to begin with well no you have to be in the like you have to put yourself by unbiasedly in a situation where a person that you love unconditionally is asking you the question and it's the same question you're asking yourself. So, for example, one, one person could be like, should I break up with my boyfriend or should I stay with my wife or, you know, whatever reason. And you're like, you know what, if my son or daughter asked me these questions, what answer would I give them? Would I tell them to stay with them and work it out or would I tell them that it's better to leave? Mm-hmm. You know, that's a good example there. But the way that what the, the point of it is, the, the advice that you would give your, your offspring is the best advice that you can give and the decision that you ultimately would make because you're not biased anymore. You just want what's best for your offspring. So everything else is to the left, to the right. I hear that. Just think about it. Hmm. What's well, also like with those horror like attractions I was telling you, like people go there and to like have experiences to be like, oh shit, when they come out, like I value shit more differently. Because there was one where it was like the guy, um, he met up with some other guy, right? And then he gave him a gun. So the guy doesn't know if it's a real gun or not. They go to this place, like rob this place, and like hold these people hostage. And the dude's like, like mentally breaking them, like saying, "Hey, shoot this dude! Like shoot him!" And he's just, you're just like, "What the fuck? Like this isn't, this isn't who I am, you know?" So you don't shoot the guy. Eventually, the guys get up and beat your ass, and then you go into the next room. But it's like there, you're like, you realize shit. Like this is who I really am. Like I'm not, you know, capable of stuff like that. Like after that, you're like you go to the room and you're like, you make a decision. And I'm like, who type of person I am I? Like, am I someone that like incapable of doing this shit, or do I have no like capability of doing it? And you go through the room and you go to the next room. So shit like that, like that, like makes you think and realize who really am I. And at the end of it, you have experiences that, are, that you reflect on. And you're like, you're like, oh shit, like who really am I? Is that a good benchmark though? Because you're in these very unique situations. It's not. Because, I mean, they're attraction sites. But at the same time, they're supposed to have you make a few experiences. Imagine, like, you go to one, Alex, and they're like, hey, this pedophile is going to beat us up. You're like... Poof. Or they're like, hey, listen, this puppy 
that looks like Remy's, there you're like, oh, well, no. obviously it's intensified, and you're like, you're getting yelled at, and like in situations of panic and all that shit. So, and obviously you know it's not real, but at the same time in the in the moment you don't know what real and what's not, since you know. I would just say that you sign waivers when you go to one of those places. Everything that you do going forward is all disbelief. So obviously. anything could be a part of that that, that attraction. But you're talking about like the McCainy Manor thing, right? Yes. No. That's tough like that. That's because that was that was at the very bottom of it. Like if, if I were to go to that thing, I would say the moment I sign that paper, legally binding paper, even if it may or may not occur what's on this paper, anything until I am completely done with this transaction could or could not be a part of this. So you have to suspend everything you know in your from your reality to be like, I paid for a service. They're going to try to do their best job. They're not going to give me a shitty service. It's like escape rooms. You don't want to go in there and they're like, the key's under the mat. You're like, oh, that was easy. And that's fair. Like, explain explain him the, the, that to him. So what it is is just an extreme haunted house. Uh-huh. You sign a waiver that they're allowed to touch you. They're allowed to put you in uncomfortable situations. You're the the only thing they guarantee is you're not going to die or be scarred, I think. is literally the only thing they promise you. So, so you'd be like raped and shit still? That's the thing. You're not allowed to talk about specifically. However, they videotape it and some of like the clips is them like holding motherfuckers' heads underwater while they're like bound and shit. Mm-hmm. Fucking putting them in rooms with like crazy ass flashing lights. Mm-hmm. Fucking grabbing people. Looks like they're wrestling them and shit. They're like, sir, do you have epilepsy? Uh, no? Okay, good. We don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so that's more or less like the spiel. Making them, putting their. Locking them in a box and shit. Yeah. So pretty much just probably playing on different types of fear to fuck with people. It's pretty much torture. It's pretty much. It seems like an extreme fear factor. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. mean, that, there's there's people that do that. I mean, there's people that drag race because they get the jollies off of it. Well, that's what I was saying. Like, there's some people that did it. And, like, I was like talking about the whole like yeah. experiences and they're like made them realize some things about themselves and stuff like that. Yeah, and, and and I think there's levels to it. I don't think there's going to be, because honestly, like, they can't be like, imagine that you own the company. Yeah, we killed 17 people. Who the hell's going to show up? You know, but then again, maybe that's, maybe if you lie about it, maybe that's good publicity. Like, there's, yeah, yeah it's such a, 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 a such a, a tailored market that you have to be very careful of how you navigate it, because you go too far to the right, you lose your credibility. You go too far to the left, you're murdering people damn near. I think all that is though I don't know if you're really realizing something about yourself except your like threshold for bullshit well the one we just robbed your bank account and your wife cheated on you and you lost your job well the one I was talking about (laughs) the the experience ones how do you feel now from the iceberg (laughs) um, the the amazing one was the very very bottom the one I'm talking about like the experiences shit is like the one right above it you know know what if you want a horror experience be like hey we're gonna fly you out to Ukraine Chernobyl's that way. Keep walking until you start feeling funny, and then we'll see how scary it gets. Imagine, like, if you go through that whole experience, <laughs> or right? Parachute you out of in Chernobyl. Get out. You got two hours to get out. Mm-hmm. Imagine if, like, um, the signal to get the stop right is you put your right hand up and you're, like, blindfolded, and they've, like, blindfolded you. They've thrown you in the box. You've gone through all this shit, right? And you're still there, and they're probably, like, having a group huddle. Like, how are we going to get this guy? Like, my safe word is penis. Just yell it out. <laughs> and you're just there, right? You're on a fucking fold. You're in a folding chair in some dude's backyard. And then out of nowhere, you just start hearing this fucking sound. You hear a... Is, is, that, a, is that a soda? <laughs> nah, you just hear... Get me out, get me out. 
I want. It's Mountain Dew Blast? Or Baja Blast? Baja Blast? I can smell it. I can smell it on your breath. You just hear some dude fabbing behind you, and he's like, I'm going to come on the back of your neck. Some people are into that. So some people are like, fuck yeah. Money will spend. My hand would just go up like, all right, and you win. Well, it's like, obviously, they, they talk to you and try to figure out what your fears are, I guess. But. Like, I, I hate beautiful women and money and getting promotions at work. <laughs> it scares me. I hate, I hate, large, that, I I hate large breasts. I hate that PS5, and I would be devastated if I got to take one home. <laughs> Walk out with one of them, you're like, man, this place fucking rocks. <laughs> oh, it's so spooky. I don't know, but like you, when you're speaking about that, it just reminded me of seeing that in like kind of how they were talking about like the whole experience thing, and like. Just- but the thing about it, Alex, it goes back to what I was saying. Your imagination is your best vehicle. When you're in that, say you're tied up. Say that you just have a blindfold on, and you don't know what's going on next. Your mind is going to the worst place. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's the same thing as say if you're laying in bed, you know you're in an empty house, right? You just hear. Literally, it could be a fucking nut falling off of a tree. It could be an animal running on your roof. It could be a fucking. In your mind, they're like, "Holy shit! It's Predator from the movie Predator." Yes, rather have that than a ghost. <laughs> I don't know; those predators fucking murk people. I'd rather have a ghost or a predator. That'd be a scary movie right there that I'd watch. Ghost versus predators. <laughs> predators versus ghosts. Ah, oh, dude, the predators would fuck them up. <laughs> you seen predators, bro? Yeah, I've seen uh, Predator one, two, and three. It's a great movie. The first one is iconic. First one, I love that one. I seen the second one with Danny Glover where he's like in the city. Yeah, that one. Legit- when did they they like? Is it like the mob or some shit? And they start just slicing motherfuckers. It's uh, it's the Rastafaris versus the Predators. Pretty yeah. much is what it's called. <laughs> yeah. These fucking uh, dudes with <laughs> black dudes with dreads. Predator Jamaica. Pretty much. Man. And then the, and the Predators have like uh, dreadlocks too. Yeah. Oh shit! Well, takes off the mask. All you see is vape smoke. You're like, yep. <laughs> he's like one of us now. He's got those MLG memes inserted. Is there any current events you guys could think of to talk about? Uh oh, dude! There, like, there's so much stuff going on. It's a new COVID coming out. Well, it's, I guess it's already coming out. It's already the out. The whole Transformer name for it? Yeah, the Transformers fucking version, bro. Yeah, Omnicron. Yeah, I mean, there's all sorts of stupid shit going around. Like you, you literally turn the news on, and there's always something going on. Like there's a cardboard shortage that people don't know about, but a lot of gifts are going to be in smaller quantities. Like they're not going to produce as much because I heard, I heard that the uh, what's it called that chicken wing like shortage or shit like that. There's a chicken wing shortage. Oh, there's right been now? one for a while. That's why Wingstop went from wings to to thighs. Their thighs stop now. That's what, I just randomly like, stumbled upon it. And I was like, I didn't know there's a fucking shortage of chicken wings. Mm-hmm. I don't know it's been going on for a while. The whole penny one or the coins? What about the coins? Like like a year ago or something? Or I don't know if it's still going on. They still got those signs posted. They uh, they don't take dollars unless it's the exact change. You have to pay in card with everything. Really? I saw that? a place. I forgot where I went. Where they're like, we have a. Uh, it was Quick Trip. Coin they're like, shortage. we have a we have a coin shortage, so we we may not be able to give you exact change. I think yeah. it's because motherfuckers are hoarding all the coins because they're waiting for like the end times, and they're just going to use their coins to pay for everything. Yeah, but the thing about it is, those coins aren't going to be worth jack shit. Like they're not full nickel. Tell that to them, bro. <laughs> no, you'd be surprised. People are stupid, stupid bullshit. Like there's people out there that are buying those MRE tool, those kits full of fucking powdered turkey and shit like that. You know, and they taste horrible, but, I mean, the thing about it is, it goes back into it. You let somebody's imagination run wild, 
that they're going to get raped and murdered and the apocalypse is going to come. Jesus is going to come out like, oh, see you later. Just dip. Hey, bro, you say that now, but in a year when, like, the food shortage starts, we're all dead. There's some dude eating a powdered turkey somewhere. And he dies 20 minutes later from whatever the fuck is in there. <laughs> Probably. He's like, all these chemicals. <laughs> that sounds fucking disgusting, bro. It does. It was like, like have you seen, uh, have you seen, John, you know who John Oliver is, right? Yeah. John Oliver made one for people that pitch shit like that. And he was talking about Alex Jones, and he sold this this powder that was made from chicken carcasses and shit like that and bones. And he tried it, and it was like, oh, my God. Like, it's this whole thing where people are just making shit up and just selling it. It has no nutritional value. They're just random facts, and they're telling you that it cures cancer. It's like Herbalife. Like, you don't know if that shit works or doesn't work. It's just random things that they're just putting out. I had a lady from work last night who's like a diehard vegan mm-hmm. tell me uh, that milk is bad for you. How so? I mean, it is. It adds its bad attributes. So her initial like, um, say she's writing like a thesis paper, right? Her thesis statement, it, it's good hook. What other animal on the planet drinks milk from another animal? Literally, uh, any, no animal. No, any mammal. No, no, from an entirely different species. Oh, uh, none, because none of them are cultivating. None of them make cheese out of fucking cows either. <laughs> none of them get, uh, I mean, unless you're a predator, it, nothing's going to eat chicken or steak or, or beef or whatever the fuck. Her argument was that none of that shit is necessary. I mean, I don't think that you need milk. I'm a, I, I believe that you don't need milk to have a diet, a balanced diet. Because, you know, the argument is milk, strong bones. Right, because of the calcium. But you get calcium from some other places now. Like, you don't necessarily need milk, but it, you still need the, the calcium. You still need, or the, the vitamin D, I'm sorry, not the calcium. Um, but you can get vitamin D supplements from other places. I mean, basically, right. that's the whole concept of vitamins. But that wouldn't say that people that prefer to take it, like, m- drinking milk compared to taking a pill... That's just their choice. I wouldn't say that you don't need it or that you, there's no need for it. I know, but it's definitely it's in the fucking food pyramid as like essential. Yeah, it's up a, there on the list as like one of the things you you're supposed. Sure. But that to is eat. also a very outdated uh, pyramid. Correct. So in high school, we had all we didn't drink. Well, there's milk. a well, okay. So let's say like this: What about people that are allergic or, or uh, lactose intolerant? They're just gonna die. No, there's alternatives, and that's where I think that. She's looking at it with tunnel vision where she's not seeing that. Is it, am I saying this because people truly are dying from it? Or am I saying this because I just don't like milk? Uh, I think her perspective is just as like a uh, health nut pretty much. Yeah, and then she's probably fucking saying people hate. Like, don't eat uh, like the Chick-fil-A ad. Eat more beef or eat more chicken or what is it? Yeah, eat more chicken instead of beef. You know, like people like red meat can give you blank, blank, and blank. And it can. But there's also... People that go in excess and people that just drink it once every blue moon. So it's all about moderation. I think that's life. Yeah. Everything's moderation. Yeah, because you, you can you can you can uh, overdose on anything that you put in your body. Overdose on water. You can overdose on water. You could drown on that shit. No, I just like that <laughs> line though. I, I told her whenever she told me that, like my mouth dropped. It was like, what other mammal drinks milk? What other animal drinks milk from another species? Well, how many other mammals have cars? Are cars bad? Technically. I mean, I guess. They're also tools. 
Mm-hmm. Are airplanes bad? I don't see no other cheetahs flying airplanes. I don't see <laughs> hippos flying airplanes. Like if we have that logic to it, anything that other animals don't do, other than shit, sleep, and hunt, is bad. I know, but just for that specific argument, that does work. Mm. Because in nature, what other creature is like you said, processing fucking something from? I think the thing about it is we're not, we're not, we're in the we're animals like. You know, like an animal, we're not—we're not exact duplicates of that. Chemical engineering background. Holy shit! There you go, my boy. So we're discussing. I don't know if a chemical engineer could tell me if milk is bad for you or not. Probably a nutritionist. Or Shout out to the three viewers that we've had constantly, though. Uh, yeah, guys. Bullshit. Like and follow. We were talking about a movie earlier, but now we're discussing whether or not <laughs> milk is going to fuck us up in the long term. Yo. Is it going to make you is fart? Is COVID really the killer or is milk the killer? Milk is low-key the killer. You know when they had those 9-11 reports, people were talking about anthrax? That was just powdered milk. Mm-hmm. That's all it was, powdered milk. Anthrax was powdered milk? Yeah, it looked, they called it anthrax, but it was just powdered milk. A little white powder. And the most people were dying in. I have no idea what anthrax is. Oh, my God. Okay, I know it's like some type of poison, right? That was just a joke saying that the milk is killing people. No, no, no. I know. But on (laughs) the subject of that, when I think of anthrax, I picture like Chemical X like that made the Powerpuff Girls like this glowing fucking Uh, type of shit. It's not radioactive. I know, but in my head it is because it sounds like it'd be. I mean, the Powerpuff Girls made it seem like it was radioactive. Well, they made it with sugar spice and everything nice and then they... Bumped into something else that went on there. It wasn't a powder X or something like that. Chemical X. It was a powdered milk. That's what it was. Milk Milk was that fucking third ingredient, bro. (laughs) Imagine, no, it's like when the chat popped up. I was like, imagine clicking on this stream for the first time, watching this, and we're just talking about milk. You should probably change your title. Change the title now. Yeah, random discussion instead of there. People be like, they're not talking about that goddamn movie. Is milk the reason why my dick doesn't work? Yes, it is. Fuck. Is Make, milk it made the you impotent. We're still alive. It is solely the reason why we're alive. You know, whenever you cut yourself, you bleed milk. You don't bleed blood. Damn. Mm-hmm. So I drink milk since. Or Dude, I, like if I don't eat cereal, I don't drink milk. And yeah. I and I and that's been years since since grade school where I had to drink it because that was the only thing I had. I always thought about it. I'm like, but hold on, let me say something before you go on. Uh-huh. What I learned was the reason why we drink milk in the mornings at public school was because the state brokered a deal with the dairy farmers, so they took all their excess milk so they wouldn't go to waste. But that's why we drink milk in the morning. Yeah, it's the same reason that bacon randomly became a fucking staple of the American breakfast here in the last, like, 30 fucking years. Exactly. Like, fucking 100 years ago, bro, when there was, like, farmers and shit and pilgrims, motherfuckers weren't even Listen, bacon. bacon's pretty sweet, though. Let's, let's not go off the wagon here. I mean, it's the same argument for Clearly, milk. Right? Big corporations oh, yeah. are what talking. made it so that we do this shit. Yeah. But that's the thing, though, too. That's why I said that the, the food pyramid may, is outdated because you don't know who played, uh, who paid to play. Mm-hmm. You know? The same reason we all had Yu-Gi-Oh cards and shit. Oh, uh, yeah. What do you say? Okay. So, people who are lactose intolerant mostly discover when they're adults. Otherwise, milk considered all-nutrient liquid. Now, cow's milk can be not suitable to everyone, but if you can drink goat's milk, it's almost similar to mother's milk. Milk can't slowly kill you ever. Boom. There you go. I mean, I feel like I'm slowly dying from drinking that one cup of milk one time. I feel like I'm slowly dying from drinking milk all my school years. Yeah, I've been poisoned for 12 years. Time to sue the school. But I was going to say, like, thinking about, like, I always wondered, I'm like, 
I don't drink milk that often. Am I like? Am, am I, really, I gonna die? <laughs> no, not that I'm ever gonna die, unless I overdose and just you know chuck myself the milk. Yeah. But I was like, how often should I be drinking milk at all? You guys ever drink goat's milk? No. No, I don't drink any milk. I'm not gonna lie, guys. I didn't know goats could fucking produce milk. Um, I mean, is it really milk though? Or are you just thinking it's called milk? What kind of problems do you have other than farting? I don't know. I get pissed off when like, um, cause I don't know how to drink out of cups. So when I drink, are milk, you serious? <laughs> yeah. I don't you just take a shot. <laughs> I, I throw it down my throat. Just I don't. Spray I don't yourself. Ever, the, cup, oh, okay. the cup never touches like the rim. Never touches my mouth because when I was a child, I would always leave the stash. What the fuck? Never. It never oh, failed. The, the milk stash. So I don't know if you've noticed. Anytime I drink anything out of a rim, every cup, time you, whenever we eat. I'm going to just watch you like a fucking hawk now. Yes. So because of the milk, it always like looks like you're walking around and some dude just blew a load right on the top of your lips. <laughs> I mean, maybe you, Chris, but I've drank milk plenty of times and not had that issue. I don't think we've had issues with drinking at all. Uh, I mean, also, I know how to drink out of a cup. Listen. Have you tried a sippy cup? <laughs> take, take one of Bella's. Yeah. See Chris with a zippy cup everywhere we go? <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, that's why I just aggressively drink shit. And people always ask me, like, why do I drink like that? Well, that's fucking why. I don't like to look like... So how do you drink out of a... What about a water bottle? Dude, it goes all over my fucking face. Even with a straw? Even with a straw. Are you just unable to hold it properly? Or do you, like, shake and it flies everywhere? No, dude, I fucking... <laughs> like a fucking shake weight? I, ch- I hold it over my head, bro, about fucking three inches from my mouth. Bro, you, you fucking don't deep throat the shit. You just gotta drink out of it. <laughs> I can't fucking I'm help trying it, to get dude. the fucking self, money shot. I'm self conscious about like my lips looking would, too moist. Uh, what? It's truth. I never knew this. You, you're like the cup's gonna touch your lips, be like, God damn, that's moist. Like it's just gonna be like a trail of dri- <laughs> like one. Either people are gonna think I'm sweating, or say if it's like some type of red soda or I, dark thing. I just want, I just imagine you like you and 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 your family go to like fucking like like Olive Garden and shit, and you guys are having a nice meal, and then you like. You get thirsty, you look at the cup, you start fucking sweating, you pick it up, and then you're like, oh. people okay. are just like, what the fuck is going on over there? Okay, straws are the one asterisk. I know how to drink out of a fucking straw. Oh, I drink God. out of straws. There's, at least there's a way out. Correct. But like bottles, cups, they're anything like, that has Sir, to. we don't have straws today. There's a shortage. You just fucking start sweating bullets. Like, I just start fucking tongue dipping like a cat, bro. <laughs> you start fucking, <laughs> you start eating it out. I just pick up an ice cube, bro, out of it and just start sucking on it. You put your whole mouth over the fucking rim of the cup. Biodegradable straws. Oh, those are awesome, bro. I got a metal straw. Um, I'm a big supporter of metal straws. I wonder if he's talking about the cardboard straws. Uh, I, like bamboo? Isn't bamboo straws biodegradable? Well, no, there's, there's actual like too. cardboard, like paper straws. Reusable straws. I, I've seen them, but I don't remember them. Because I've seen them. I forgot where I saw them. I think it was like Walmart or some Target or some shit. Back to the subject, though, Chris. Where, where are we at here with you? Oh, uh, yeah. We're uh, going to have a... Uh, you, you remember that show... Uh, I think what was it called where people had interventions with their problems? Uh, what's that show? It was on A and E, I think is what it was. I think it was called Intervention. Was it really that generic? <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> God damn it, they could have came up with a name. But yeah, we're gonna have to have intervention on you. Nah, dude. Like, yeah, it's just uh, not it's a bottle. bottle. Right it's a bottle. Sorry, Even bottles. Nah, but like, yeah, it's they're, just a thing. They're made up of corn, bamboo, sugar cane, anything that can have. 
So you can okay. eat the straw. That's pretty sweet. I don't know about eating it if they're solid. Oh, bamboo's oh, ass. You probably shouldn't eat the fucking Unless bear you're a bear. panda bear. Only, the only thing I think of the straw that you can eat, like, I don't know if they make them anymore. Like, remember, like, they used to make straws out of, like, cereal? They still do. I don't know if they still do anymore. Well, they're like cookie straws. <laughs> yeah. You can, you can use those. Hey, fucking yeah, Chris is going to have a holster with the straw everywhere he goes now. He's going to have to pull it out. Yep, I'm ready. Listen. That pretty little <laughs> Nobody's bitch. Drinking water out of it. Listen, I don't need to take your guys' shit right now. You know now, what, Chris? Let's, let's let's digest Chris. Let's 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 yeah. let's dig deep in here. What else other shit? Because every time you talk, Chris, about yourself, I'm like, what the fuck? Half the time, like you were telling us, you were scared of old people. You can make now you're packing me- materials, clothes, shoes, etc. Nice. Like oh. you're, you're afraid of old people. You can't drink out of cups. What else is there? You're like a man of mystery. Uh. That's that's about it. Those are oh, like, come on, like don't, be, don't, profile, don't be modest. Those would be at don't, the top. Don't be modest. <laughs> I don't know how deep you guys want to get. Like, don't tell me anything about your personal sex life. Just tell me, like, he he also wants to know the person chat. Yeah, so you got to keep your chat happy. I mean, it's hard because, like, I mean, I do a lot of weird shit, but it only comes up in context. We were talking about milk, so mm-hmm. I talked about why I don't drink milk. What was? Remember at the at Thanksgiving? What were they making fun of you about? Hmm. At Thanksgiving. At Thanksgiving? Yeah. What were they making fun of you? That's about? a sex-related thing. That's a sex joke. Okay. Was it all? Because I think there was like two different things. No, that was the main one. Okay. That's like their go-to with me for some reason is sex jokes at Thanksgiving. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. It was a handcup thing. Yeah. It yeah, was yeah. zip ties. It was zip ties. It was zip ties. Is that a, like a real thing or is that a... Do I actually use zip ties in my sex life? That sounds like it's be hurtful. Like a, like a zip tying shit. Let's that keep out. Let's keep that out. Oh, let's keep that out. Yeah, one's a PG, okay? Oh, okay. No, I only use zip ties for my trash cans. Okay. Who the fuck zip ties for trash cans? Uh, a house with a lot of fucking raccoons in the vicinity. That's fair. That's fair. These are very sneaky fucking raccoons. Raccoons are. Yeah, you know, I, for the first time, I was driving home from work, and I saw a family of raccoons. Uh-huh. That was like the first time I ever see a baby raccoon. Okay, I got a good raccoon weird-related story. So, my parents lived really close to City Park, so there was a fuck ton of raccoons, right? Yeah. And I would constantly walk out through this giant fence we had with the ra- with the uh, trash cans on the other side of the door. So it was a constant thing. When you open the door, you would be eye level with a fucking raccoon sitting on top of a trash can. And, you know, as soon as you see it, these are city raccoons. These motherfuckers are well fed and fat as fuck. Yeah. So I see the motherfuckers. <laughs> ah! <laughs> I fucking turn around and I run. Give it, give it again. Give it to me again. I can't do it again. One time. <laughs> one time. <laughs> Clip that. You missed it. Uh, fucking. So, one time I even saw the raccoons. Uh-huh. Like Alex just stated, I saw one raccoon run across the door. Two raccoons. Three. Followed by four baby small raccoons. Entire fucking family of raccoons. So now I have this weird fucking raccoon thing. There we go. It's not another thing. No. The, re- the significance of the story is that when my daughter was first born, newborn infant daughter, right? I had a dream. Of raccoons. <laughs> I had a dream where I... Meets in raccoons. Took my daughter, who is a newborn, walked her outside. <laughs> <laughs> Fast and the Furious featuring raccoons, pretty much. This is a real thing. This is weird to admit, by the way. It's all about family. I take her outside, and I set her on top of a trash can. It's a raccoon. And I walk back inside, and I have a video camera pointed at the trash can. And as I'm sitting inside, I'm watching, I'm monitoring the camera... A raccoon jumps on the trash can while my infant daughter is on top of the trash can. So I'm like, oh, fuck. 
my baby's out there with the raccoon. I get up and I wake up from the dream. What does that mean? It means low key. You want to be a raccoon. <laughs> you want to fuck a raccoon. You want to be one with the raccoons. That's just probably like your spirit animal and shit. I don't know. I think. Okay, let me ask you this: Have you seen a raccoon lately around your like house or anything? Like, yeah. Like how frequently do you see them? Uh, we had one that was like coming all the time, but then I saw its like dead body up the street like a month later. So oh, I'm pretty sure it got caught lacking. I haven't seen the motherfucker <laughs> since. So, uh, I mean, how do you know which one's which though? They all look the same. Because we had one that came every night until I saw that dead one in the road. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure that was the end of that guy's journey. It was in a decoy? No. He's still coming low-key, bro. <laughs> he just pushed a fucking raccoon in the road. I got tired of these fuckers flicking in the lights when I was trying to eat. <laughs> They'll never know who it really is. It's a smart raccoon. But now, what I think it was is at the precipice of having a new daughter... My brain was like, what's the scariest situation you could imagine at this time? Her getting eaten by raccoons? So me having a defender... being near a raccoon. That's how first world we are in this fucking country is I'm like, my biggest threat right now is this raccoon. <laughs> Welcome to America, guys. Yeah. I can't... I can't say anything to that. Because I don't know where the fuck that would even come from. What, a fear like, of raccoons? A dream? Or yeah, a... because... I mean, no, no, no. Like... Oh. like it's it's a it's a it's a weird like uh, a, a, I wouldn't say like a weird phobia to have because you're not afraid of the raccoon. Okay, let me ask you: If a raccoon came up to you right now, what would you do? Pulls one out. <laughs> Pulls shotgun out. <laughs> now nah, you know what it is. Is um I tell this story to equate it to this because I have a thing with rodents in general. I uh, uh. fucked up around like mice. But it goes further than that. Wait, wait, wait. Say it again. You fucked up around mice? I'm fucked up around mice. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's scared of mice. Are you? I mean, that's a normal fear because you're not supposed to be around them. Like and, uh, and a crippling fear, though. Not like... Really? Just, not just like a, ew, that's gross. Like, I'm talking so, about... So, hold on. When you would go... Hold on, Alex. When you would go to Chuck E. Cheese as a kid, you would lose your shit. <laughs> well, no, because I'm aware that's a fucking guy in a costume. <laughs> Jungle okay. Cruise. Okay. He said... Jungle Cruise. So so you not, you saw Ninja Turtles as a kid, you're like, holy shit, you're grabbing onto your chair. <laughs> no, it's specifically like in a person thing. Like, no, 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 yeah, it's, like, it's, it like, gets dumber, though. You ready for this? Uh-huh. I don't fuck with rabbits. I don't fuck with gerbils, hamsters. They're all the same thing to me. Yeah, they're all rodents. Yes, they're all creepy as fuck. I, mind you, now as an adult, you know, if like, say, if you're holding one, I'm not going to fucking run away out the room. <laughs> Start sweating. But I'm definitely gonna <laughs> be, I'm going to be, I'm going to be uncomfortable. <laughs> I can't be comfortable around it. I mean, that's and that's 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 perfectly understandable though. I mean, it's like, would anyone really be like, oh shit, a mouse dabs him? <laughs> no, but <here's, laughs> oh shit, Stuart. <laughs> sorry, when you saw Stuart Little, did you freak out? <laughs> no, but I can't watch it in the adult. Same thing with the uh, Mouse Hunt. I'm really Ratatouille. Wait, so has Bella ever seen Little Stuart or Stuart, Stuart Little? Little? Uh, yeah, she's seen. That it. was Alex's I mean, movie I, when he was little. That was my movie when I was. Little. Yeah, that was his movie. No, I can watch it, bro. But like, I kind of as an adult. <laughs> Are know, you like, like sweating bullets every time you're just grabbing onto the chair? I'm like, I know, like I could never be friends with Stuart Little. <laughs> I can't ever imagine myself being this fucking kid. What if, what if he just came up to you and was like, "Yo, I want to be on that podcast." Yeah, put me well, in. Different. Sun. It's a sentient fucking being having a conversation with me. If a mouse fucking runs up on this table and says, "Yeah, why not, motherfucker?" I'd be like, "All right, cool." <laughs> what if you got a whole fucking big opportunity of that ever happened to you? No, that's the part where I capture him and I train him to be an assassin. And I'm like, listen. You oh. gotta clear this motherfucker out. I will, I will take you as a sensei. Like, listen, we got a whole squad of raccoons. You're gonna go in and get. 
<laughs> what if, okay, what if you saw a little little steward just driving around his little red car just around your little table right here? How would you react? That'd be awesome. A little airplane, like in the movie. It has, and has like a best friend bird. But no, the story I was getting to is that one time when I lived at these apartments over in Argentine. Shout um, out to Argentine. Shout out to Argentine. I live with the cousins in the same complex. Yeah. And uh, one day I got a phone call and they were like, hey, our uh, apartment door is open. We think somebody might have broken in. So they called me instead of the cops. So they were like, hey, you think you can just go over there and check it out? And at this time, I had purchased my first shotgun. Oh, nice. So I'm, in my head, I don't know why. I feel like I always have something to prove. So in my head, I'm like, Perfect. Before I, he you want to prove something to me, I need you to eat, drink from a cup at Christmas. Got you. <laughs> but no. Fucking so like I'm uh, so I hang up the phone before he's even done talking. I'm on it. Click. Yeah. Hang up the phone. Run in my closet. Grab my fucking gun. Yeah. Running that bitch blasting. Tell my girl, I'll be right back, babe. I got to do something. Fucking run down the complex. Run around the fucking thing. Get to their building. And admittedly, uh, my cousin's outside with her two kids. I have my shotgun. You got to use a key to get into their apartment building, right? So right. she hands me the key. And like I said, admittedly, I'm so nervous that my hand, I can't put the key into the lock. I keep telling my cousin, hey, there's something wrong with your fucking key. It's not working. But low like, key, stop being a pussy. Get in there. Low key, I can't keep my hand still. <laughs> so then your adrenaline rush already like, stopped from this moment, right? Well, no, it's still there because I'm still gung-ho about going in. But my body's telling me every reaction is like, yo, this is So if they broke it, wouldn't the door idea. be open? Well, no, no, like if somebody had gotten into the complex and then kicked their door open. Are you guys from USA? Yes, we are American. Yes, sir. America. But no, so she lets me in. I go into their apartment. I act like every fucking movie I've ever seen of a cop fucking, um, you know, assessing the situation. Oh. Looking in the door, opening closets, looking under the bed. Damn, you got real Call of Duty. All man. this crazy shit, right? I fucking, I made sure in my head I already had this planned out. When as soon as I walked in their apartment door... I waited to pump the shotgun. Damn. If you're in here, you fucked up. <laughs> as loud as I could. Yeah. So then I walk around, search the apartment. Moral end of the story is nothing happened. See, Nobody a, was a, fucking a there. little rat comes out with his own little shotgun. He's like, you <laughs> fucked up, buddy. He's like, call an ambulance. <laughs> not for me. He hops over the ledge. Now, with hindsight, fucking, what was I going to do if there was a dude in there? He said, which state? Uh, we're from Kansas. Kansas. Or we're in Kansas right now. Kansas. In hindsight, what the fuck was I going to do? Peter was Rowe. I going to blast well, some that's dude a, in that's their a, fucking it's apartment? Like, it's like those people that say that, oh, good guy with the gun. If there was a good guy with the gun there, you know, well, type no. of thing. The real thing is we nobody should have gone in. We should have called the cops. The cops should have checked it out. Right. So being that it was their apartment, I'm going in there actively looking to do something. In hindsight, that was dumb as fuck. Right, because you don't know what's there. <clears throat> Right. And you don't even know if, say, for example, God forbid, somebody else was in there from your family. And you're like, they're like, what the fuck's going on? And you shoot them afraid because you don't even know who the what the fuck's going on either. I know. But, like, even if, say, if even back to if there was just some rando fucking dude in there, bro, some crackhead. Yeah. I still don't have a right to shoot that fucking guy if I see him. Right. If he attacks me even. Is there some shoot him in the leg. deniability? Sure. Yeah, shoot him under the leg. That in that moment, bro, I'm aiming for the man's soul. I'm going to hit him either in the face, in the chest, he was, something. He was ready to reenact that scene from the paranormal activity. Yeah, he was ready. But no, the whole point of that story is, so I do all of that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Super excited. Hype as fuck. Yeah. We're in our apartment one day. My girl tells me, I think I just saw a mouse run under the stove. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't look under that stove. I, I can't do it. 
I physically cannot move my body. That's, that's when you're like, you call your stove. cousin. You're like, remember that that's time when you I call the cops? Nah, that's when you call your cousin. You're like, remember that time I broke into your house? <laughs> now you gotta come back and pay the favor. You owe me one, bro. I need you to come and look think, under the stove. Yeah, yeah. I think someone left. And broke into my stove. Well, let me go outside and sit in my car while you do it. But yeah, like I'm not weird around spiders. I don't mind snakes. I mean, they're creepy, but I'll I'll kill one of them. Sure. Okay. So what if you had the shotgun in your hand? Would you still be scared of a rat or a mouse? That's that's part of the problem. Is no matter what you do, you have to do something excessive to kill one of those things. In my head, at least. No, I mean, all you gotta do is set some traps down and put a little food in there, and they'll wander in there and die, and then you just flick them out, and then you're good to go. Right. But in my head, right, I'm picturing like, no, no, no. I'm gonna like straight up fucking just. Punch it? Superman punch it. <laughs> You're gonna just smash his ass? And think of like what that's gonna look like after it's the fact. Because oh when you God. see a bug, a snake, you can grab the motherfucker. You gonna grab a snake? Yeah, I would. Oh, okay. I mean, there's people that do. As long as you grab the head, it can't bite you. Fair. Okay. Go on. But yeah, so just that in particular, I don't know what it is about it. I just can't. I mean, that's that's. Uh, that's not everybody has a phobia. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be. I mean, obviously, I know if something goes down with a rat, I know I can't call you, but. <laughs> so, what are the problems you face in your city? What do you mean by that? I don't know if you were here for the homeless lady trying to get into my car story a moment ago, but that's one of them. Uh, we Does that happen on the regular? We live in the yeah, hood. Dude. I'm not going to lie to you. Homeless people constantly just fucking with shit. Dude, yesterday I was driving by uh, where the dealer for my car is, right? So I was driving there because I went to go get some air. I'm like, I'm not getting out and putting air in my tire. They can do that shit. Damn. So I drove to the dealer. Privileged, yeah. right? Right. So I drive to the dealer, get him to put air in my tire. I'm going where 435 and state line is roughly. I see fire or smoke coming out under the the freeway overpass, underpass. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? There's two homeless guys just there. And I'm like, these motherfuckers just lit a fire. In the uh, under the under the uh, the underbridge, yeah, they're just in there, just mind their business, just chilling. And I'm like, that's bold. Yeah. Did you ever tell Chris about the uh, people, that, the homeless that started the fire next to our house? The people that couldn't finish the job. Yeah, yeah. Those <laughs> pieces of shit. <laughs> so there was these people that, I guess they they they're homeless. Yeah, I guess they broke in there because it was freezing. It was fucking cold. This is, this is right now. There's two people that live in the house. They next remodeled to us, the houses, but before they were abandoned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There were demolished houses because they just the owner died, and they weren't going to upkeep the houses. The city defaulted on the properties, I assume, and they sold them to the lowest bidder, obviously. But before that, one of the houses had issues with you know mold and all that other shit, whatever, whatever. So these homeless people broke in there because the house was boarded up. They broke in there, and they were just chilling one day. They lit a mattress. A cigarette got on fire, and the, you know the mattress caught on fire. The some of the house caught on fire. It damaged it, not enough where the house could like. Well, it was enough to get it condemned, but it wasn't enough to get demolished early. So they put it in the back burner. Somebody bought the house, remodeled it. You can still see holes in the roof of the house. And the thing about it was, there's homeless people in there, and the firefighters come, and I'm like, hey, just keep letting it burn. Just keep letting it burn. And they're like, we can't do that. It's a hazard to the houses. They're like, no, no, no. Just a little bit more. Enough for it to go down a level. And then you can put it out so they can demolish it. Because my dad bought the land next to the house does for 100 bucks. So we're like, we can buy that one for 100 bucks too. But no, those fucking people messed it up. They couldn't finish the job. They were like half ass arsonists. <laughs> now, tell them about the house that blew up next to us. 
Yeah. So one day, were you were you with me? I was with you. Yeah. So me and Alex were we're Alex was me and we're doing something. I don't we're, know we're on the, we were playing on the PS3. We were playing on the PS3 bullshitting, and we're just chilling. And we're just we're just hanging out. All of a sudden, we hear this boof. You know, like when the transmitter blows. Mm-hmm. So we thought all oh, power went out, but we're like, wait, the power's still on. So then I'm like, what the fuck? And then we go upstairs to see what's going on. That imagine a house. You know how it stands normally? This bitch was aired out. Like it was like a fucking tent. And we're like, what the fuck? Our neighbor walks out of it. She's like all fucking she's alive, but she's like imagine like she's fucking burn. Yeah. She had like first degree burns. But her hair is like pushed back and shit. Like she just got on a jet or something. <laughs> like a fucking cartoon. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. So she's like Okay. And then the fire department comes, they demolish the house. People were like a gas line ruptured, or, or they were cooking meth. <laughs> <laughs> I like or, how that distinction was made. Right, and I'm like, if the gas line ruptured, wouldn't other houses have issues also with their gas line? No, just her house. So I think the police department was just being nice. They were like, yeah, maybe it was a gas issue, but I think what happened is they were cooking some sort of meth in there. Something went wrong, blew out all their fucking windows, and fucking moved the foundation of the house. Ugh. Fucking crazy. Yeah, because I remember the house next door got damaged too. Only on the left side. Yeah. Because of the explosion of the of the the force. Yeah. That's the part where if you're a real one, bro, you walk up to him and you're like, I think that lady might have been a scientist. <laughs> she might have been just mixing some chemicals, you know. She was trying to make the world a better place. Alright. Uh he said I looked at Vox videos months ago and I came to know that there are rules for the state to build a house, so homeowners can't build two or three floors and define that are areas so that is the main reason of higher prices of houses and maybe more homeless people. So I think what it is is our city's going through an issue right now where they don't know necessarily how to police homeless people in general because... No, they know how to police them. They move them from Johnson County to Wyandotte County. Or downtown Missouri. Yeah, that's so how they police them. There's currently like areas in our state where they're allowing congregations of homeless people to just well they weren't allowing them for a while remember they they had them tear them all down but then they just were like what the fuck are we gonna do with them so city hall had a vote on it and they were like well we have these people we can't just fucking have have them live in the little camping house tents that they lived in the problem was like did you were you driving on 70 where once you get to the missouri side where city market is there would be houses on the fucking freeway almost. Yeah. That's when it became an issue because what do those people roll out of the house? And they fucking end up on the freeway and get run over. Mm-hmm. So it became a safety hazard for them. And then people bitch and moan because they don't want to see them. I know. Now we're kind of in this cycle where, like, they're giving they're given temporary housing for, like, a month or two. And then they just kind of end up back on the street once exactly. that washes up. I mean, you can't band-aid this system because you don't know why they're there. Everybody has a lot of different reasons about why they're homeless. So you can't just be like, cookie cutter solution. Everybody's good. You know what? I, I think... looked at Alex. Well, I was, I was going to be like, I just wanted to ask. I was like, in chat, like, where are you, where are you from? Because, I, I mean, I can't assume, but it looks like... How do you say that name? Uh, Pratik Patel. Because I'm not going to assume you're, you're not an American. But I, if you aren't, I'm curious to see where you're from if you, you know, aren't from America. What if he's like, I'm right behind you, Alex? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just curious. Little, little Goku. I, I just, <laughs> he's got a rat with I'm him. I'm from India. Oh, nice. He got an Indian here. Holy shit. 
That's way out there. You're worldwide now. You're worldwide. You're Prestige Mr. Worldwide. 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 <laughs> we Big appreciate time. you watching, by the way. And you three viewers still. Whoever they are. You guys are doing the Lord's work out there? Yeah. Hell of a prank if he was behind the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> he's Got like, uh, he's like Ashton Kutcher comes out. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that show. But now I was going to say, like, um, I remember when we went to go visit Denver, right? They uh, they started this thing where they essentially built, like, fucking almost like igloos instead of uh, tents. Like, solid. There's a place for here in Kansas that it's all for veterans, though, but they built these tiny little one-room homes yes. for people to live in, and it's sustainable housing. When I was in Vegas, they uh, when I was in school, too, uh, one of the things that I kept making projects on was container homes. Because you can turn a container into a home for a pretty low price. You're looking at about twenty, thirty grand for person. They live in there indefinitely, you know. And then they have their little space. You can fit quite a fit, quite a few things into a container. But what those are sustainable housing options that they can that they can do for these kind of people that have these situations. The goal is to get them to have it, get on their feet, move on, and then put new people in. Have it kind of just be like a like a revolving door, but to help them, not just to be a revolving door where they go, end up where they started. Exactly. That's what I was gonna say. Is I think that it would be better if I think homeless people have a lot of issues with the reasons they don't go to shelters, right? Is they're not monitored properly. So they feel there's mm-hmm. a handful. Of, there's a big, large chunk of those people that don't believe that they're protected in those places. That is true, but they're also strict on certain <clears throat> things, and they may not be able to meet the requirements. You know. Yes, like that's what I'm saying. Is like I think that. An initiative somebody should take upon themselves is to do similar how you said very quick like one bedroom structures. Mm-hmm. Maybe they rent out like a fucking parking lot or some shit. They just put up a fuck ton of these. Well, you, you never know though because you think about it like if they're not doing it, there's 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 two things going on. Either whoever's elected is is in, is incapable and unable to do their job properly, and they're not qualified to be there, or there's a reason why they're not doing their job. Sent you a YouTube link. Check it in a second. Just watch me porn. In it. But no. well, that, that, there, there comes down to two different things. And that's what we were talking about when we were all together. We were like, either the pe- people that are in their positions are not ample or not able to do their jobs. Said so maybe this can help. and Or they don't want to do their jobs because of a certain benefit or some reason. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So say, for example, hypothetically, and this is all hypothetical, the houses that they're building for those people are on 50th Street. The people that are in charge of these programs are on 49th Street. And they're like, well, damn, if I build these houses, they're going to be living right next to me. I don't want that. Mm-hmm. So they have a conflict of interest. And I think that may be a big factor that people don't talk about. There may be conflicts of interest where people don't want to help them, but they're like, no, that's a little too close to me. Or people are like, well, maybe if they, if I, I have stock in prison stuff or whatever, maybe they go to jail, I make some money. Mm-hmm. So there's always the, 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 the greed factor that you don't know about. There's not people that are in charge that are like, I just want to do better for these people. You would think that as big and powerful as the government is, they could branch off a section like you said. Yeah, but that'd be like the first fucking program that they would cut whenever they have to do price cuts. They don't take money out of, out of all the defense budget. Know, but I'm saying in a utopian. Oh, what you said. <clears throat> yeah. In a utopian society, correct? Say everything is perfect. We're, everything we're works out. We're not a utopian society. In a hypothetical utopian <laughs> society. Yeah. So you find a guy who can build these structures. Now, the point of these structures isn't to be permanent. You're not putting them in here just to hide them away. It's enclosed, heavily monitored. 
Very strict rules, correct? Well, the, the problem with homelessness in America is that in other countries like Europe, they have, like, say, for example, the problem with the homeless people here is they're all addicted to drugs. That won't be hap- happening. We are driven by problems. Exactly. Uh, they say that they have a, a drug addiction here, a heroin addiction, because heroin is cheap now. So imagine they go, they're all heroin addicts. In Europe, what they did was they're like, okay, are we going to just keep jailing these people and send them to rehab so they can relapse? Or are we going to go about it a different way? So what Europe started doing was they were like, there's these buildings, places. You can go get as much heroin and do it in there as much as you want. You can't take it out with you, though. But you don't have to pay for it anymore, so you're not out there robbing and stealing shit like crackheads do. You're just going there. You get your fill. You come back tomorrow. There's no questions asked. There's no money. There's no nothing. Their heroin addiction rates went down. Mm-hmm. Because you're eliminating a factor from those people's lives where now they have to struggle to use money for food or use money for heroin. When you eliminated that, you curved it. So now they can use it to wean themselves off of it while providing for themselves in other ways. And that's one of the things in America they don't want to do because they're like, I'm not going to support their heroin addict. You're going to have every right wing everything going like, we're not here to help crackheads be crackheads. Mm -hmm. So they're not really looking for solutions. They're just looking to keep them down and to be like, you're not going to do better until you do this. Like, they're going to point the finger at them. But they're not going to help to do anything. That's what I'm saying. So that's why we're talking in utopian society where me and you are in charge. In utopian society, that wouldn't be an issue. It would never have gotten that far. Well, no. In a utopian society, that is coming. (laughs) <laughs> no, no, no. We are and, the change, but sir. I'm saying, though, in, in, in the, the utopian president. society, those issues are things of the past. They don't exist anymore. Because if you have those issues... I'm thinking of disotopian. If, if, okay. Well, okay. Because I'll say, if you're in a utopian society and you Listen. still have those issues, you're not a utopia. Like, you're giving me shit over one letter, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cu- kind of curious to see what he sent. Do you want to open that? Oh, yeah, the video? Yeah. Let me see. Here in India, there's also homeless people. They mostly live on footpath. Government can't help them because of vote banks of caste system. Oh, the, India has a caste system. We don't have that yet. We have a wealth caste system. 15 seconds. Sad. Oh, shout outs to whatever Capital. this is. Capital. Capital. This is not camera. We're still like... Oh, we're just going to shout How do you estimate the vertical homes of these you know what? I got a video that I want you to so watch. So I spend uh, a lot of time looking at houses on Zillow. Zillow. And lately, I noticed that even in places where houses are usually expensive, they seem even Cold more expensive. Okay, now this is on the screen. Like here in the San Francisco Bay Area. What has the last year been like? It's shocking. Buyers are paying 15 to 20% above asking price now. I had a listing in South San Francisco, 32 offers. Okay, so just from the title and how this is starting, I get the gist of it. The house, the increase in pricing shit. He's like, I don't need to watch this video. (laughs) I watched 31 seconds, I'm good. Well, no, 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 I just don't want to spend 10 minutes reacting to a video. Let's let's just change the subject. Well, no, 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 I hear what he's saying because, for example, here, right, I lived in an apartment that I don't know, five years ago, it cost me 600 bucks to move into. Uh-huh. So here recently, I'm also living in a house. I'm thinking of moving, correct? Uh-huh. I looked at all the apartments in the area. I'm like, holy shit, why are all the one-bedroom, two-bedrooms like 1000 1100 bucks now? Because they Looking can. back at that exact same apartment I lived in, you know, four or five years ago, yeah. motherfucker's $900 now. Yeah. It went up 300 fucking bucks a month. Yeah. 
So you know why though? COVID. So he's like the rest of the video probably would have explained that. No, <laughs> that video. What <laughs> I'm assuming, asshole, I put out time to look in that video. <laughs> what what I'm assuming that video does is it explains why COVID made housing um, more expensive. If not, it talked about how cul-de-sacs are ruining um, the home building market and making everything more expensive. Because whenever you have these companies that are building homes, they're mass producing them. So they're all looking. They, when you drive down one of these neighborhoods, they're all the houses are the same. But they're all the same price. But that area isn't that great. Of, like right here, we were coming up by the school buses. They're like they're building houses. And I was, I was like, even though they build those houses, like they're not going to be worth very much. This one's a little different and U.S. rules changing in each state. Oh, okay. Well, so I guess we should have watched it. That's totally up to Chris. Yeah, I mean, but either way. Um, what I, where, what I was going to say, though, is that the reason why the housing and all that stuff went up is because a lot of people came to, came to the city because of all the job opportunities. Because imagine this. Imagine you lived in L.A. That house, well, she say it was like a million dollars or whatever. Mm-hmm. What kind, You can get a mansion here for that much money. Now, if you can work from home and get a house like that, why wouldn't you? Now you're not tied into going to the office every day. The problem with that is now it's a catch twenty two where all these people that are working home with COVID are going to be able having to return to the offices. What's going to happen to those people then? They, then all these houses that they bought, they're going to have to put on for sale mm-hmm. because they're they're either too far to commute or you know whatever what is it or they might just stay where they're at. But what happened was all these people were in one area living close to their jobs and then they got a chance to spread out a little bit, maybe go out to the to the country or something like that because of COVID. And that's why housing inflated because people who weren't fighting for those houses started to fight for those houses, started to pay for those houses. So people were all in one concentrated area, and then they kind of just spread out a little bit more than normal. That's why housing got more more demanding. And those apartments became more expensive because people that didn't pay their rent for a whole year, well, co- people were getting COVID checks. They just went into foreclosure. So now whenever somebody rents, you, if you rent for somebody foreclosure for, that's on foreclosure, you're going to be like, am I going to get paid? Are they just going to be uh, people that are squatting here for a year? So they charge more, so they can recuperate losses. So it's just a it's just a big circle of fuckery. Right. Monopoly housing on that lot of land, and in many towns like Atherton, they've excluded all multifamily housing from their neighborhoods. And that doesn't just mean a giant apartment building. It means things like duplexes. Things oh, like, I saw um, this you know, already. Fourplexes. I saw this. Things like that are illegal in the majority of the country. This is an example of something called exclusionary zoning. It's a big part of the reason for the housing supply shortage in the U.S. So basically what this video is And single-family only zoning is just one way local uh, laws limit how much housing we can build. So Many places like also employ height restrictions. The houses that are in right Cupertino, next to each other to California, some areas the are so zoned for... Oh, okay. So kind of like a duplex type? No, you know how townhouses are like literally right fucking next to each other? Yeah. So they can fit 20 people on that side of the street. But where we live, there's like three houses. Because we have big ass yards, oh. so he's meant. <clears throat> so they're making it. They're expanding the land. They're not expanding the land, but they're making it so those houses are more appealing to people. But they're not making that many houses available to that many people. Well, yeah, and like what he was saying is, there's laws now at how high a house can be fucking built. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, to be fair, that's probably a good thing, dude, because we don't want houses that are like nine well, stories. Well, no, because if you get like you know, you never know, like a fucking earthquake, the house caves in on itself or something like that. That's correct. By the way, we appreciate you chatting with us. Yeah, that's a that's a big issue. Um, I actually had a few conversations about this issue, uh, Patel. 
like it's it's an ongoing issue. I think the COVID market messed up housing for the next two three years, um, and it's going to be quite a little bit of a journey. I think it's going to have the same same turnaround like uh, crypto, where crypto was the hot item uh-huh. and stocks were the hot item, and <clears throat> a lot of people lost, and then it bottomed out, and then it kind of just kind of stayed there. Where now you look at Dogecoin and they were jack shit before they were like it's going to be worth a dollar one day. People were like Bitcoin is worth. $40 million, whatever, Tesla, whatever stock it was, AMC, GameStop stock. It was all going for money. Now it's not going for jack shit. Bro, I'm way too, like, peasant-minded peasant to ever, like, even, like, process the concept of fucking Dogecoin and all that How's shit. How's the Better.com doing in the house market in the USA? Mm, I think the better uh, Right now, the housing market in the USA is cooling down. Prices are still up, but they're not as much as they were before. The thing that sucks is that, look, if you look at prices... Then in the last ten years, they've steadily gone up. If you got a house that was worth two hundred thousand right now, it's going for about three hundred, three hundred and fifty thousand. It's going to be a while before it goes down to a reasonable price. So everybody's made money on their investments, and that's the problem right now. Where unless the government starts getting into some of this housing and controlling some of it or or fixing the mortgage rates, people are just going to keep riding the wave. What is better dot com? Uh, better dot com. I have no idea. I thought you answered that knowing what it was. No, I'm assuming it's some sort of housing market website. There's like millions of websites. Look it up right now. I'm curious to see if if he just pulled that out of his ass or if he's actually like serious. Better.com. Yeah, it's just oh. another buying. It's like Redfin. Interesting. Yeah. I like so, Redfin though. Will it Redfin and Zillow. Evergreen Fawns China housing market. Uh, no, if the only thing that I've heard is that foreign investors are buying houses in America to sell. So it's like becoming the next monopoly thing. Well, not monopoly thing, but like the next, uh, hit thing to do is just to buy houses in America and sell them. We went from collecting Pokemon cards to buying selling houses. I don't buy stocks. I think the stock market is a scam, but you know what I was telling I my friend? Poke- I said Pokemon cards. I know, but hold on. Yeah. Let me finish. What I was telling my friend yesterday was like, I learned how the stock market works. Because of Pokemon. Because I, 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 if you say instead of stock market, you say Pokemon, I can tell you how a market reacts and what's going on and how the prices will fluctuate. But I can't tell you that about stocks. I don't know shit about stocks. But the markets are the exact same. So I, I can tell you how, like, how a Pokemon market will react. But I can't tell you how a stock market will react. But they're the exact same thing. Just insert the word Pokemon card blank instead of said stock. Go for it so we can understand. Hypothetically, okay. Remember that thing you bought me? The little tin can? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So retails for $25, right? Uh-huh. Okay. It's already at it like 70 bucks. The market on that is going to go up because it's, it's like if you buy a future stock and the future is a good future. But say that I want to sell it, I could make a profit right now. If I sit on it like you would a stock, it'll be triple, double in the future. Now, stocks don't have to go through the same thing as Pokemon cards because Pokemon cards, they just accrue value with time. Mm-hmm. So it's, a, it's kind of the same thing because you're getting a return on your investment. You don't get dividends, but you get – if it gets hot, like the Logan Paul thing made everything skyrocket. Same thing with uh, AMC and GameStop. But unlike those dipping back down because they're just hype, these will have steady increments because people will always have that nostalgia factor. But those same trends that you see in Pokemon – 
you can apply them to the stock market. The problem is I don't know what stocks are good or what stocks are what and what the you know what the buy in was four it's, years ago. I guess it's like saying like you know you have to know which Pokemon card is worth and what's not. Exactly. So say for example, like I bought that Charizard, right? I got it for one hundred fifty bucks. It's already worth five hundred dollars. Mm. If I sit on it, it's been what since it came out twenty years or twenty five years ago. If 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 I if you know if I play with it or not play with it, if I if I keep it safe, I can have it be worth a thousand dollars, two thousand dollars in the future. But that doesn't mean that that Caterpie from there is going to be worth that much money either. Mm-hmm. So there's certain things like there's good stocks and there's bad stocks. There's good investment for cards and there's bad investment for cards. You said I learned about preparing for a stock analyst interview. I can explain to you the stock market. Yeah. Like, and I'm not saying that I understand the stock market to 100%, but I understand the basics. A, a, no, a big part of it because of Pokemon. Pokemon's economic market runs just like the stock markets. In case you didn't know, he's a big Pokemon man. So, this has been about a 10 minute tangent that started from a story about two crackheads blowing up a house right next to your <laughs> dude. Guys dude we, we, we started out with a so, fucking movie review. So, where I want to go to, right, is what I'm an expert in. Go ahead. So, what I'm afraid of about abandoned houses, right? You're afraid of abandoned houses? Not really. Imagine, but in general, like this. That's a good. Let's 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 just take let's just take a moment to appreciate Chris's segue into the next subject. Well, well no. I was, I was gonna, before I, we, we go, I was going to say let, let's also appreciate how you know these these three viewers are still watching no matter what shit we talk about. We went from like a movie review, yeah, to like, to, like, milk, at this to like the government to the housing, and you still have three constant viewers. Salute the swag. So, like, you know, if you aren't, like, following or subscribed, you should, you know, we should recommend you guys do, because this is what we do. You see these clever tags over the top of my head, guys? Follow them. Um, My hands were a little fucking off. I got T-Rex arms. I remember what I was going to say. Do you know what Bioshock is, the game? Yeah. He says, when you see prices blinks in stock market, when it opens, it's called last trade price. It means the last trade price confirmed between buyer and seller. Yeah, yeah. So, have you ever... No, he's right. Have you ever seen that. Bioshock Infinite's trailers? No. The they're, they're masterfully done. Like, type it in YouTube and look it up. It's, it, there's like, they're like commercials from like the 70s in Britain, but they're masterfully done. We appreciate you, Chatter. I should also point out, you are a chemical engineer. I didn't. I barely finished high school, so but I appreciate you. Shout doing. out to finishing high school. This guy is a lot more comfortable speaking on like the housing and economic shit. I get a little bit lost in the sauce of that stuff, and that's fine. I mean, I'm not a. Hey, that was a good movie. That uh, you, you, Eight Rings. Says you have two viewers on YouTube. Also, shout out to YouTube. Shout out. To I wonder if anyone's chatting on the. YouTube. What am I looking up? Bioshock. Bioshock Infinite trailer. It should be in there. Wherever you're watching, we appreciate you guys. Hope you guys follow, subscribe. No, no, keep going. Like, down. if you aren't already, Let's take a moment to there. appreciate that. It'll, it'll, it'll look like a commercial. Mm, what the fuck is Halo? I don't go too far down. Whoa! Not for the PG stream. Are you sure it's the third one? Yeah, it's an infinite one because it it, 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 it looked like TV commercials. Uh, type in mystery. Mystery. Yeah, mystery. See if it pops up. Speaking of mystery, how are you? Yeah, that one. That first plants? one. Fact from that one. Like, watch this. Like the way this is done. You think I could show this on YouTube? Or am I yeah, get copyrighted? yeah. I don't think it'll be fine. Just. Watch. All right, we're full screen. Okay. This was a trailer to that game. I like the porn music already. 
Fact from Myth. Yeah, there's multiples of these. Previously on Fact from Myth, we discussed the fabled underwater city of Rapture. Thought to be mere fantasy, until a steamer trunk of artifacts washed up on the New England coast. I finished these games. But, despite the findings, no living person has ever been connected with the lost city. That is, until now. Acting on a tip from an anonymous source, we tracked down a woman in upstate New York who allegedly grew up in rapture. We showed her the objects in the hope that she could provide some clarity on their origins and significance. That's when this happened. Of all the pictures, what was it about this painting in particular that provoked such a strong reaction? Who are these people? And what was their connection to the woman in upstate New York? Many questions <laughs> remain as we attempt to uncover fact from myth. Are you going with this? Yeah, and watch the next one. Oh, he wants you to watch the whole thing. There's, I gotta watch the whole series? No, there's like two of them. This is part two, so I guess we uh, part first, one. First, go to the first one. There it is right there. Part, part one, Icarus. Columbia. Yeah. You gotta explain to me like the significance of why we're doing this. Because of what I'm trying to tell you is like this was this these are kinda like horror games. Bioshock games were like scary games. Uh-huh. But this is what how they, this is how you like do a good trailer. Because like you, you watch this, you're captivated by it. But we're going back to what the movie like, you watch the movie trailer. The like, world's Columbian I Exposition. I a, a gathering of the greatest technological feats the world had ever seen. But one That's exhibit cool. stood out above the rest. The floating city of Columbia. The result of the inexhaustible determination and vision of one man, Zachary Comstock. He played these games? No, I know what they are, but never played them. Uh, I think you would enjoy them all, Chris. A self proclaimed prophet who championed the founding fathers of America with an almost religious fervor. For a time, Columbia was the pride of the United States. But tension with the new McKinley administration was building. In 1901, that tension boiled over as Columbia, against the United States' wishes, put a violent end to the Boxer Rebellion in Peking, China. Congress demanded Columbia's immediate return to sovereign soil. Instead, the city seceded from the Union. He's like, nah. In March of 1981, a mysterious building was found high in the Alps, a building that had fallen out of the sky. Inside, a treasure trove of Colombian artifacts. Many of which may hold the key to unlocking the mysteries of Colombia. And others that raise new and troubling questions. Let it go with what caused Colombia's secession? Yeah. Where did it disappear to all those years ago? And most importantly, where is the rest of the city? Join us as we attempt to separate see, truth that, from that's legend. That's a trailer to a game there. But it captivates you. You're like, damn, if you play Bioshock 1 and 2, you're like, damn, that's pretty sweet. wonder what the hell that's all about. I mean, uh, it, also, it also interferes into what your likings are. So, like, if, you're, if you, don't, you don't find this interesting, you're like, whatever. Wait, can I show you guys, like, one of my favorite, like, short horror films? How short are we talking? Go for it. Like, two minutes. Oh, yeah. You have to wear the headphones for it, though, bro. Stuart Little trailer. <laughs> Raccoon versus a rat. <laughs> but before you go, can we see if you type anything in the chat for Twitch? I'm wondering if you said anything. Because uh, we have one interactive fan. 
yeah. I learn from you. You learn from me. We all have a common understanding. I appreciate your understanding in that, bro. One thing I most like about USA is that people in USA cherish new ideas, technology, and adopting it for better people. In India, people are hesitant to new changes. That is an unfortunate thing about being outside of this country sometimes. I think everywhere there's a little bit of everything. We have people that are hesitant to to changes here in America. They're called Republicans. Yeah, they're called haters. Yeah. Both are the same. Basically. It's a one-party system. What is this all about? Oh, I've seen this one. Ooh, Squarespace. Spooky. Squarespace lets you run your brand like a business a with e-commerce and more. You know, nibbling on some cheese. Chris just freaks out, jumps out the window. <laughs> I had to pick up my daughter in 20 minutes, so we're probably going to finish with this bad boy. Yeah, that's fair. What time is it? Ooh. Life's full surprises. Anonymous. Neckbeard. Monkey. Banana. Fish. Watchman. Watchman. Yeah. Did it have blood on it, though? Oh. Some mouse. Take a moment to appreciate the fucking music. I love the music in this. What you call this music? It's ambiance. Ambient music. I believe so. Oh. Imagine being at work like this. I was like, is he at home or is he at work? Can't tell. This is a callback to a liminal space. <clears throat> it's called overtime. <laughs> <laughs> it's called America. <clears throat> He's like, no. <laughs> he starts crying. What's profoundly? (laughs) 
Man, this is a long ass questionnaire. I would have clicked out already and started watching porn. Jesus Christ, be like, dude, this is twenty questions. The answer he says yes, and the answer is milk. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. Who's a milk demon? Not yeah, but I like that. I can't remember who made it to give the guy credit, but it's a short film called He Dies at the End. I'm going to feel like an asshole if the screen wasn't turned on that whole time. Oh, it was. Wait, did they, so did they see that also, or no? Yeah, they saw it. Okay. First time she read Check the Producer YouTube Pedro, chat. check YouTube chat. Do you know India comedian? Called oh, it does show me YouTube chat. Vernadette's there. No, I mean it pops up on here. Oh, is he also on YouTube? Yeah. How do you check YouTube? Do you chat? know Indian comedian called Verdas There. He is currently on the U.S. tour. Fast show that was John F. Kennedy century centered. John F. Kennedy Center. Isn't that New York? I don't know. Maybe. Keep it going, guys. I'm trying to figure out how to look at my YouTube chat. Um, what if you like had like a whole like people talking to you on the chat and you just ignored all of them? Yeah, what if you had like a billion of fucking watchers and this guy's just like, yeah, so remember this one time I was scared of Stuart Little. <laughs> Actually, here, let me, I can just pull up on my phone. Does it show you previous chat? Oh, shit. My bad, Pedro. Bro, Pedro's in this bitch, my producer. The guy who makes the beats for the songs I do. Mm. This dude lit us the fuck up in chat and I didn't look at it once. I didn't I watched Super 8. Yes, I've seen Super 8. Wonderful movie. Stand by me. A little slow, if I recall, because I don't remember specific scenes from it. Is there a lot that he talks in there? Duty. Oh, Jesus shit. Christ. Um, my bad, bro. Yeah, my bad, Pedro. Bro, Pedro's the truth, bro. Everybody go check out his beats. Producer Pedro on YouTube. Favorite <laughs> rap album? Ooh, overall? Uh, this is gonna sound cliche as fuck. Uh, Illmatic. Nas? Yeah. You know, I've never heard it. You've never heard of. But my top two favorite <clears throat> albums in the world are Nas, Illmatic, and Reasonable Doubt by Jay Z. I think they're both immaculate demonstrations of how a proper hip hop album is supposed to be. Hmm. I very think. Quiet. Uh, I think Illmatic is a very well put together, like, continuous story. You know, mm-hmm. like you ever remember, you remember Lincoln Park reanimation? Yes. Like I think you know how it just feels like one long song. Because uh-huh. it's a continuation. It's the uh, concept Yeah. So that's what it is. Yeah. So you know, but it feels like one big collusive story, not just random songs thrown together, right? Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about Elmatic. I think it's just like a great piece of work. I got that connection with uh, Ti's Paper Trail. Paper Trail. It's the it has fucking nothing but singles on it, bro. It's twenty songs. I only skipped two of them. It's mm. the one that has "Live Your Life" with Rihanna. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. What are you sitting at the desk or something like that? Hmm. No, it's, it's the, the one white before cover. he went to jail. Yeah. Oh, okay, 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 okay. But no, that's my favorite. I think he said I didn't know. I was talking to myself. Really? Once again, my bad, Paper Trail is your fa- your best album ever. Uh, my favorite that I can listen to throughout. Oh, I was <clears> shit. <throat> if it's like yeah, I would say Elmatic or Rolling Papers. Fucking, I love Rolling Papers. What else did it say in YouTube chat? Uh, 
I also think White Pony is one of the best albums I've ever heard. Mm. Yeah. No, Pedro, sorry for the late responses. Is that all he wrote? No, he asked me to show one of my songs. What? Subtle Flex. Told you he's my fucking beat maker pretty much, bro. I know, but I'm just going to change the conversation from movie to check out my rap album on that piff well no i mean that's something remember i told you that's something i want to do at some point pedro you should know about this i uh i want to do a no jumper style fucking like reviewing the viewers music type you deal. know what i was like since your beat producers here and just about that i was watching a stream on t-pain he, he he's it's on twitch too it's actually pretty funny um what he yeah, does T-Pain is funny he, he should check out the streams He'll review music, and then if he likes it, he'll share it on his page and everything. So I'm like, you should probably, like... I don't yeah, know, you know what? A little plug. You should do, like, a little plug and be like, see, like, if you can, like, put his... Because I know uh, Calvin said to do a Discord and join that Discord. Uh, he, I think he has his Discord, too, and you can put, like, your music there, and he'll review it on his stream. And you know what you should do, though? Whenever you like a song, you should edit it and put your voiceover on it c- continuously, like every fucking reggaeton DJ used to do. What do you mean? Like, you ever listen to reggaeton back in the 2000s? Uh-huh. Like, they would be talking over the song. I'm <laughs> near. Just fucking gassing it up the whole time? Yeah, just be like, eh, check it, uh, blah, 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 blah. They'd just be going off. You'd try to listen to the goddamn song. They'd just be talking and talking, having a full fucking blown conversation, damn near. Right, right. But while I have you guys here, while this whole setup is going, I do kind of want to promo that, because I want to use this as a clip to, like, ask people to Yeah. Are you going to play us your song? Huh? Right now? Do you want me to? I'm just asking Sure. Pratt said in Washington. I don't know if that was referring to his the favorite. John F. Kennedy Center. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. What else did he say on his YouTube thing? Pedro said that would be Are you sick. about to just start freestyling for us, Chris? No, I'm looking for the song continue. What else did he say in chat on YouTube? Meanwhile, uh, that, that, that's the most of it. I mean, he commented on the homeless people thing that doctors should be held liable for giving drugs that cause people to have addictions to begin with. Opioids and shit. I'm assuming. Yeah, that's why the whole we have an opioid epidemic. Yeah. Keep it going, guys. There should be a way for you to like have your switch thing. What if we do? What if we do a mixtape for Chris? Just like an off freestyles mixtape, like little flip type of shit. Just have you on there in the booth, just spitting for like twenty songs. I would say though that I think you should do that. Check that out about like the whole T Pain thing. Like people that are music, like people that stream on Twitch. You know, Dead Mouse is on Twitch. And like they'll, there he was. They'll, uh, he's got a follower. My boy Patel with the follow. Shout out to you, bro. Shout out. Shout out. Slowly growing. Our YouTube channel, 53 subscribers, right? Yeah, dude. That happened out of fucking nowhere. And then now we're slowly reaching up on the Twitch. You know, thanks for the support, guys. I, I think everything you did, Chris, is really good. Like, all the ideas that we had that day, I think you implemented them. And I think other than looking like you're fucking purple, was good. Hey, I'm a fucking Barney fan, but no. Okay, I want to play a song right now that I haven't put out because I don't think the hook is up to my standard. I have to edit it more. But this is an exclusive, I guess. This is, is one of Pedro's like beats. Blank is on the hook? No, it's just I have to tweak some levels and shit to make uh, it sound start right. Start playing a fucking SPM song. So <laughs> the hook isn't the final product, but the verse is about what it's going to be, guys. So I call. I'm going to call this one why, uh, just wind out like probably this song to Stuart Little. My bad, guys. 
that Someone's wasn't what I meant to do at all. Did it work? There you go. Someone wrote in the chat. I don't know what he said. Was it this? Why not draft? Nothing to show here, guys. Oh, okay. right, here it goes. Yeah, I can hear it. I've had so much problems lately I've been fucking up on the daily Where the fuck you from? It sound crazy I'm from Wanda County, baby I've had so much problems lately I've been fucking up on the daily Where the fuck you from? It sound crazy I'm from Wanda County, baby Say hello to that misfit that bitch shit Pissing off they mama Now they done Got oh, their ass whipped Talking with these hoes Got me geeking on they mattress Chasing after gold Baby boy That's a casket Bro this ain't no fairy tale Nigga you from the sticks Growing up on parallel From central to tip Our life is not the same And I don't say this in jest I'm talking goblins and fires Like we was sitting on a quest a rain to roll them all slowly flow from my breath No volcanoes in this city, so we fight to the death Yo, you killing that villain and feeling alive But the only thing hot is that pistol You live in the rhythm and dancing a fire, nigga Welcome to Central You wanna know why I don't fucking speak a lot, yeah It takes a toll when a nigga tends to think he rots From the soul, chasing paper, rock, scissoring bitches And all the other shit I forgot, yeah. I've had so much problems lately. I don't know about why they don't like that. I've been fucking up on the daily. Where the fuck you from? It sounds crazy. I mean, it's just like, it's, 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 it's like you're like, baby. You know how, you, like, who do you listen to musically wise? Uh, da 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 da. Nobody that you would expect. Name some names. Yeah, okay. Uh, this is gonna be embarrassing. Nah. A lot of 80s music. That's fine. I like poppy shit. I like really upbeat music. So have you ever heard of go-go music in DC? I'm not familiar. I think you'd like it. But uh, what I was where I was going with that was I was like, you know, every, every, you had like it's like a vibe. Like the music that I listened to when I was your age and Alex's age, I don't listen to it anymore very much. But like now, I like like you know who Larry June is, in Currency. Yeah. Like I like that kind of shit. Like it's just a like a feel. Like you know, you're just driving in your car and you get a feel. Like it's not like I'm murdering everybody that gets near me. It's not hostile. It's just like like Larry June's big thing is eating oranges and getting good credit, you know. But you're just in that positive mindset. So like that's that's what I when I listen to that song. That's what I kind of get. It's not like a um, why not county? We're gonna shoot everybody that isn't from here type of shit. Like it's just like a chill. You driving and you're just chilling music. Like it's a good vibe. I always tell people that like when I write music, right? I'm writing it from the perspective of Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. The concept of the Lost Boys. I always feel like I'm in this constant state of just floating. I'm not really noticed. I feel like I'm forgotten a large part of the time. So mm-hmm. when I make music, it's kind of this almost fever fucking dream. Like I'm not a memorable person. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like how I like to make the music. It's this almost dream. From the outside shit. looking in. Yes. I mean, that's good because the thing about music that's beautiful is like it's literally just your poetry to a beat. Well, yeah, and then like the inflection I can do with my voice. Pretty much when I make a song, bro, I really make a fucking be like song. a fucking scary movie. Like what's up? <laughs> like my speaking voice is completely different from how I sound in that shit. Yeah, yeah, but you know you can edit it and make it sound to whatever. Yeah, but what I'm saying though is like 
like you found your you found I don't know if you're still looking, but like you found your niche where it's just like that. You're not using like drill beats, you know. You're not using like crunk music beats. You're not like next three six mafia type music. Like you're if you stay with this kind of flow, it's like kind of just mellow chill. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of artists that are like like Mac Miller when he started out, he was kind of like that, or towards the end, he was more like it. Like all his beats were like real chill. They weren't very hip hoppy. Like they had drums, but it was more mellow. Yeah, I definitely fancy myself similar to him, and because if you think about it, Mac Miller makes hooks where he's singing, right? He doesn't have mm-hmm. a beautiful voice, but he knows still how to use his voice as an instrument. Well, even like, even like fucking ear. Wiz Khalifa. Wiz Khalifa can't sing for shit, but his yeah. hooks sound fucking incredible. You know who you should check out though that I I like a lot. I think he's the greatest rapper that I ever listened to. The best rapper I ever heard in my life is Big Pun. I think Big Pun is the best lyricist I've ever heard. But one of my favorite my favorite artists is fucking Max B, because he started. All of that shit. Like, you should check out Max B. He's from New York. He's a part of Dipset. But he, he started all that singing on a, on a beat while you're rapping shit. And he carries the melody, but you can see it. Another guy that's like that is SPM. SPM can't sing for shit, but he sings some of those hooks just because he was fucking like, I ain't got nobody else. Right. You know? Nah. And you got to give him credit when credit's due. Pedro, let me know if I got the co-sign if you heard that. Guys, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. I'm going to take all that into account. There you go. And like I said, I also want to just go ahead and put it out there. Um, If you are a hip-hop artist, you're a rapper, hell, you make any type of music, send me um, a link to your SoundCloud, to that particular song, to the particular YouTube video. Send it to my email, um, deathtacopod at gmail.com, and we'll set up some type of live stream. You'll be... I'll let you know the day we're going to do it. I'll be pushing it on all my social media platforms. So come check it out. We'll react to your music. You know who you should check out too? Bo Bundy. Hell's Bo Bundy? Bo Bundy's this dude from Texas. Fucking dope. Pedro said he either heard you laughing clear. My boy. But Alex, Gus, thank you guys for being here. No, thank you for having us. I appreciate anybody who watched. You guys, we're going to keep doing this shit. This is fun as hell. Yeah. This has been.